real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real, phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize, with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome, welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy, at NC Pudgy on Twitter. You guys know I got to give my Twitter shout-outs out there to all my Twitter folks in Twitter land, all my twits. Um, listen, forget all the introduction. We're going to forget all the all the fanatics. We're here for one reason today on this Easter, this beautiful Easter Sunday. And uh, the reason we're here today is... To number one, to show God some love, to to show um to represent our belief in Christ, to let everybody out there in radio land, TV land, on internet land, in public, wherever you are, we're here to let people know that we ain't scared to support 
um, what we believe. And we're not scared to let everybody know what we believe. And that's why we're here tonight. This is why we're here today on this beautiful Easter Sunday. And we are here to make history tonight. We're going to do the one minute, the 60-second applause to our troops of the past, the present, and the future. So if you're on the show tonight, or if you're listening to the show tonight, and you don't plan on standing on your feet, if you can, um, God willing, and giving our troops a one-minute applause, one minute of our lives, folks, one minute. A one-minute applause is going to be held around the world. Everybody from around the world are going to come together at that 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, and we're going to stand to our feet, and we're going to represent our troops, and we're going to show them some love for 60 seconds. We're going to make some noise. We're going to clap. We're going to hoop. We're going to holler. Some of us are going to cry. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing, and we are going to make history today. This thing is going viral. There are thousands, and I, I don't know if there's millions of people out there who plan on doing this applause all together, and I really, really, really appreciate all you guys out there for showing our troops some love. Not showing me some love, but showing our troops some love because they don't because they don't get their credit, they don't get their just due. There's no amount of money that could pay these gentlemen and these women for representing this country and holding us down the way we are today. Still free and the greatest country in this world. And if you don't like it, take your butt to another country. You can leave. Anyway, um, it's been a long week, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me, you see I'm coughing on the air And, you know, I got the halls and I'm sniffing But, you know, can't nothing stop what's going on there You can't stop it I won't stop, I'm going to keep going I might lose my voice tonight, but who cares It's not about me, it's about the troops tonight It's about showing some love It's about getting the truth out It's about talking about the truth Amongst all like-minded individuals And when I say like-minded individuals I'm talking about people who just stand for what's right there are plenty of people out there who claim they stand for what's right, but really they don't have a they don't have a hill of beans in this fight that we call uh, fighting against tyranny. There, there's people who don't even know what tyranny is. I'm not going to tell you. Look it up. We we're, we're past the point of where we're gonna where we give out definitions and explanations to all the things. If you haven't been listening to the show, I advise you to go back some weeks, maybe some months, maybe back a year plus. We've been on the air more than a year, so I ask you guys to go back a year plus and look for the definitions that we broke down for some of these individuals out here who don't know, who don't care to know, who don't care to read for their own self. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. It's been a long week, um, a sick week. I'm sorry about last week. Uh, we couldn't air the show. I just couldn't go. You guys know I do it sick, um, down and out, one leg, two legs, no arms. You know, I do it laying down. It don't matter. I'm definitely here to bring the show to you guys. But uh, last week, there's no way that I could go. I couldn't talk for more than two minutes at a time without uh, hacking my head off. I'd be coughing my head off. And, you know, people just don't want to hear that. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys don't want to hear how I talk tonight. But, you know, you're here for a bigger purpose, and I definitely appreciate that. But I'm um, sorry for last week, so I apologize to all my regular listeners out there. You guys had a um, you had a beautiful rerun to listen to, so I've even got comments on the rerun. I guess some people uh, uh, missed last week's show or last week's replay uh, the first time around, so they came back and listened to it, and, and they enjoyed it. Um, shout out to my man T-Mont of Georgia, T-O-M-T-O-F-G-A. Check him out on Twitter. T-Mont is a very controversial uh, minister. He calls himself Minister of the Painful Truth. And uh, we're going to bring him back on the show 
uh, real soon. Not sure when. I haven't looked at the calendar. I've been so excited about this event that's going to happen tonight and the guests that I'm going to have on tonight that I really haven't looked forward into the calendar in the future. So um, I know we're going to bring T-Mon on. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, when you see the advertisement, folks, of T-Mon coming on the show, let me tell you right now, don't have thin skin and listen to that show with T-Mon because T-Mon's probably worse than me on on uh, many subjects and many topics. You know, that's to be determined. But uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to bring T-Mont back on the show. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And, and T-Mont and, and Sonny, shout out to my sister Sonny, um, Sonny Johnson, for you guys who don't know, and also my brother Kevin Daniels, shout out to you, brother. Um, you know, I had those in, those individuals on the show as well at the same time with T-Mont. And we had a very, very interesting conversation, a very, very interesting conversation about a whole lot of topics. So <clears throat> if you guys haven't seen that, I advise you to go back, go to blogtalk.com slash K-I-R-P radio and, uh, you know, find it, look for it. You know, we got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of great shows for you guys to go back and replay and look into and, uh, you know, maybe you'll get something out of it. You, you'll definitely get something out of it. Tell a friend, let a friend know, and, uh, you know, we get a friend on the show, and they can let us know what they think about it. A lot of times first-time listeners write me emails or they send me Twitter links or, you know, who knows what they send me. I get stuff all over the place, Facebook, the blog, you know, people hit me up. Some people call me. Some people text me. And, uh, you know, some folks don't like the way I think. They don't like the things that I have to say. They call me a Barack Obama hater. I don't hate Barack Obama. I just hate his policies. Simple. I don't hate anybody. I love all God's people. But I'm not going to get on that thing right now today because we got bigger fish to fry. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you guys about this real quick. Um, so, you know, we got something called the marriage amendment that's coming up here in North Carolina. <laughs> Pardon me, folks. Sorry about that, man. I, I need to... There's a lot going on with uh, with my voice and with my nose and with my sinuses and all that. Been sick the, the past week plus. But anyway, you know we got something called the Marriage Amendment. May 8th, we have the Marriage Amendment here in North Carolina where we vote on an amendment. Listen closely, folks. I, I want you to listen very closely because I don't like what I've been seeing out here in North Carolina. I've been seeing a lot of uh, 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 yard signs. A yard, a lot of yard signs that says vote against the marriage amendment, and you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't know what to think. Okay, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty bold guy, I'm a pretty bold guy, but I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if I should knock on these folks' doors and ask them about the yard sign that they have in the yard and ask them, hey, hey, you, do you know? What that y'all sign means. I've been wanting to say this, you know what I'm saying? I've been wanting to knock on folks' doors and ask them, do you know what that yard sign means that's in your yard? Can you explain to me what the marriage amendment is and why I should vote against it? Against it? Excuse me. So uh, this past weekend, my wife and I, we're riding, uh, oh, we're going to pick up my son from the train station. We're going to pick up my son. And uh, we drove a different way for whatever reason. Thank God we drove a different way. And I happened to see this beauty salon. 
And, uh, oh, man, I'm going to get killed because I don't have that lady's card, but I'm going to find it, and I'm going to make sure that I let you guys know who this lady is because these are some some uh, very beautiful folks in this salon, and uh, I definitely want to get the word out on who she is, and maybe you guys can visit this salon. But I'm in Burlington, North Carolina, headed to the train station, going to pick up my son, going to pick up Makaya. And uh, I see this sign again. Now, normally, I would just keep it moving. I would read the sign and keep it moving, normally. But something struck a nerve this time. So I told my wife, hang on a minute. So she's looking at me like, "Uh uh-oh. You know what I mean? Because I got that look on my eye by now. I'm like, I got to see if they really know. This is a place of business. You know what I mean? So I felt comfortable actually going inside the place of business it's not like knocking on someone's door at their house. You know what I mean? You don't want to knock on someone's door at their home and ask them what that yard sign means. But I might just start. But anyway, let me go on with the story. So anyway, my wife's looking at me like, uh-oh. And I got this look in my eye because now I'm determined to find out if they really know what this yard sign means. So... uh I go into business, very, 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 very friendly ladies, very intelligent ladies, the owner very intelligent. Actually, the lady whose hair she was doing is very intelligent. I tell them who I am. Um, You know, I asked about the salon because I was also collecting business cards from my various owners so I can give them a highlight on the show. You know me, I like to show love. It's not all about the advertisement dollar. It's about, you know, unity. So I'm all about unity. I'm getting business cards, and a lot of times I just I give a shout-out to these business owners because it's all about the small business owners, if you don't know. So I went in to get a business card, which I do not have right now, by the way, and, and I'll get that in the first commercial. But I went in to get a business card. I got the business card, and I'm reading the card, and I, and I explained what I'm doing. And uh, I forgot my own business card. So I tell the ladies who I am. I go out, get the business card. I come back, and uh, I hand out my cards to the ladies in the salon. And they said, what do you do? I said, well, I do radio. You know, and I do motivational speaking, and I mentor, and you know, I went into that spew, you know, really just telling telling those ladies what I do. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jesus. And uh, finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to ask, folks. I had to ask. So I asked the lady at the salon, and. Uh, Clockworks, thank you. I just got I just got an email from my wife. Thank you, baby. The name of the salon was Clockworks Hair Salon, Burlington, North Carolina. Owner Lydia Jones. Shout out to Clockworks Hair Salon, owner Lydia Jones. I'll be back with that shout out in just a second. I'll give you a phone number too. But uh, anyway, so okay, I'm feeling the same way. So I have to. I asked Miss Jones. I said, Miss Jones, Miss um, Lydia Jones, can you tell me what that sign about? I noticed the sign out in your yard out there that says vote against the marriage amendment. They went on to tell me that in a a few words that they went to a meeting, you know, local meeting held by, if I'm not mistaken, the NAACP, no, I'm not mistaken, held by the NAACP. So they went on to this meeting held by the NAACP in the neighborhood that that was that meeting was supposed to teach everyone in the city about the marriage amendment and why they should vote against it. Now, from what I understand, there's been a lot of church groups holding meetings 
There have been a lot of private groups holding meetings, a lot of uh, work groups holding meetings, a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of women's groups holding meetings. And uh, they've been talking about the marriage amendment. Now, the way they explain it to me is that we should vote against the marriage amendment. Here's the, here's the words I get. You should vote against the marriage amendment because we don't agree that gays um, let, let me let me let me rewind. We don't agree that homosexual marriages should be equivalent to a heterosexual marriage. We don't want that. So we're gonna vote out the marriage amendment. Oh my god, well I was oh man, I was I'm I'm heated. I'm heat I'm heated right now. So you mean to tell me now I've already heard the rumors, you know what I mean? I've heard the word already. You know, people have been talking about it. The streets is watching. The streets are talking. We're getting the phone calls and the emails about the NAACP out there giving people falsifying information. Because let's be clear, William Barber had Hacho, North Carolina NAACP. This is not slander. This is truth. Look it up for yourself. YouTube it, Google it, whatever you call them. Whatever you got to do. He won't return my calls. Won't return my emails. But William Barber, president of the North Carolina chapter of the NAACP, is for homosexual marriage. Pick your mouth off the floor. William Barber is 1,000% Reverend. He calls himself Reverend. I don't know what he is. The Reverend William Barber is for Homosexual marriage in North Carolina. That's right. You heard it right. So I've been hearing people talk about the NAACP coming in the city, holding meetings, giving the wrong information, telling various church groups, various community groups, other various grassroots organizations that they should vote against the marriage amendment, knowing damn well, pardon my language, knowing damn well that we should be voting for the marriage amendment. We want to amend the North Carolina Constitution against against homosexual marriage. You guys got to understand that. See, here's the importance on why you got to read for yourself. This is why you got to read for yourself, folks. You got to understand what's going on out here because if if this isn't a prime example of 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 the NAACP and their trickery, the NAACP and them taking advantage in their manipulative ways, you got to understand what's going on, folks. These people are coming back into the community. Now I'm not knocking the local leaders because I believe the local leaders have been manipulated upon themselves by the state reps. By Mr. Reverend William Barber. See, they're manipulating people again and making you guys do something outside of what you really believe. Please be clear. Let me let me just go out on a limb and say this. Because I'm a black guy. And I know y'all don't know I'm black by now. Yeah, too bad. But um you need you need to Google me, look me up or something. I'm definitely a black man. And let me say this in the black community. In large part, in great numbers, I'll go out on a limb and say probably 85, 95% of the people 
of the church folks are not for homosexual marriage. And they do not, Mr. Barber, somebody cut this and send it to him for me. They do not, Reverend William Barber, probably people in your own congregation, we do not believe that homosexual marriage rights are equivalent to civil rights of the 60s, the civil rights fight of the 60s. We don't believe that, Mr. Barber. My grandparents don't believe that, Mr. Barber. My parents don't believe that, Mr. Barber. My aunts and uncles don't believe that, Mr. Barber. None of my family members really believe that it's equivalent to the civil rights laws or the civil rights fight of the 60s, Mr. Barber. And you don't believe that yourself. This is turning into a hypocrisy. This is turning into a, 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 a nice... A, a nice, cordial, warm snake hole for Mr. Barber. A nice place where he can crawl into, he can curl up, and he feels warm, and he's cozy, and he's good. He feels he's, he's nested in this snake hole of manipulation where he can climb into this hole and he can deceive people and keep excreting that deceit out into people and changing folks' lives and making them believe something that he knows damn well is not true. Mr. Barber, you are a liar, Mr. Barber. You are a stone-faced, stone-cold liar, Mr. William Barber, pastor of the Greenleaf Christian Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, where my family lives too, Mr. Barber, the Holloways, check them. We don't believe in homosexual marriage being equivalent to the civil rights fights of the 60s, Mr. Barber. You can call me. You can email me. Let me know how you feel. We can talk about it. See, it's mighty funny that everywhere this man shows up, there's nobody there to debate his answers. There's nobody there to rebut what he's saying. He, he's a very clever snake. This man, like I told you, he's found a nice little hole, a nice little snake hole where he's warm. Y'all should see me in here. I'm balling up like a snake, right? He's curled up. I'm trying to show you how Mr. Hold on, I'll take that back. Because he's too big to call up in a hole. <laughs> you kidding me? Just call it what it is, man. I'm not picking on you. You know, it is what it is. You four or five hundred pounds. This man can't climb on a snake hole. <laughs> you kidding me? He's a snake out in public. You got to watch out for him. He's one of those snakes in the street that's in the middle of the street that you got that you want to run over with your car. I'm not suggesting that nobody should run over Mr. Barber, but his actions are equivalent to a snake, a snake that will be in the middle of a street in a summer day that you will run over, that you will back up and run over again, and you back up one more time, and you run over again, and you get out your car, and you stomp it. You get some lighter fluid, you put a match to it, and you burn it because you don't want that snake to burn anybody else. You don't want that snake to bite anybody. You don't want that snake to deceive anybody because he's a snake, Mr. Barber. Nothing but a snake. The marriage amendment, folks, for you who don't know, the marriage amendment is about homosexual marriage being equivalent to heterosexual marriage. It's an institution. This is a journey to denounce and dethrone God. This is a journey to denounce and dethrone Jesus himself. And we don't stand for that, Mr. Barber. We are Christ-like, Christ-following, Christ-living, and Christ-loving individuals, Mr. Reverend Barber, pastor of the Greenleaf Christian Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Let's be clear. I'm talking to you. Stop deceiving people. You know the truth. This is turning into a political thing. Let's be clear. This is not a political thing. 
This is not the Republicans versus the Democrats versus the Independents or the Liberals versus the Conservatives. This is real life. This is destroying the sanctity of marriage. This is to dethrone Christ himself. And I don't know how you can call yourself a pastor of the Christ that I believe in, in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't know how you can call yourself a pastor and manipulate people like that and snake people like that and slither your way into cities, into towns, into these meetings and slither your way around and stick your tongue out speaking that blasphemy. Knowing that it's a lie over and over and over and over again. You are responsible because your people are putting out the wrong information and you are aware of it. For all the true saints of God out there, for all the people who do not care to dethrone the sainthood of the heterosexual marriage, vote for the marriage amendment in North Carolina. We want our Constitution amendment because we don't want homosexual marriage. We don't want two men walking around holding, it, holding each other's hands being married. We don't want it. I'm sorry about anybody who's offended. I know tonight is monumental. I know tonight is for a bigger purpose, and I know tonight is bigger than this show, but that's too bad. If you don't like it, hang up the phone, cut off the computer, get offline, do whatever you got to do, click off your AM radio stations because this is me. I don't care what sponsors we lose. I could care less. I have Christ. Don't care if you don't like it. Five minutes until we make history, baby. We'll be right back in just a second. We got to go to a commercial. We're going to come back in three minutes. And at 8.30 p.m., we're going to applause our troops, baby. We're going to show them some love. We're going to get up. We're going to stand on our feet. And for 60 seconds, we're going to show our troops some love. We'll be right back. You're listening to the KRRP Radio Show. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter, at symbol KRRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. It's me to hit us up online. It's KRRPRadioShow.com. 619-638-8559 is the number. You rocking with the number one black conservative radio show in the land. Forget the Southeastern United States, we got this on lot. Shout out to all my Frederick Douglass Foundation members. We are here. We have arrived. I'm saying it's crazy. Like, I'm going to tell y'all a little something about my homie, right? This shit's sunny, man. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Wee! 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 Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org.
Soundchu, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChu.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. We are almost ready. It is almost time. It is 8.29 p.m. We are on the countdown before we are going to make history, folks. We're going to do our best to make some noise. All my neighbors are on the porch. I see so many people out there. We're sending the tweets. We're sending emails. It's almost time to make some noise, baby. When the clock strikes 8.30, I want you to get off your feet, make some noise for our troops of the past, the present, and our future, baby. We're going to make history right now. I want everybody to get up on their feet. Call your family and friends. If you haven't called them already, let them know. At 8.30 in just 20 seconds, we're getting ready to make some noise, baby. So I want you guys to get on the countdown. Be ready to make some noise because we are about to make history here. I want everybody up. Make some noise, yeah! dedicate one minute to our United States Armed Forces. This is how we show some love, and this is what we got to continue to do to make sure we appreciate these folks and show them how we appreciate them for for holding it down for us and taking care of us and fighting for us when we don't want to fight for ourselves, folks. This is what we need to do. This is the beautiful thing about the United States of America. This is the land of the free. I don't 
don't care where else you want to live. Listen, there's people out there who can talk so much noise about they're going back to Africa. They're going back to Europe. They're going to Italy. They're going to Spain. They're going here. They're going there. They're going to Australia. But this is the greatest land in the world. This is the land protected by God. And I will die before I let anybody take over this land. This is my country. I ain't going nowhere else. I'm a black man in America. I'm not an African in America. With all due respect to any Africans, but I, my black ass, part of my language, is not African American. I am a black man. I'm a proud black man. I'm an American man besides anything else in this world, and I thank God for that. And this is what we fight for our rights. This is what we fight, and this is what we thank the troops for to, 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 to keep us from being destroyed and to, to always give us the equivalent of what no other nation in the world can give us, and that's being in the land of the free. This is what these gentlemen fight for. Freedom is not free, folks. Freedom is not free. There have been a lot of people that die for our freedom, folks, and we got to continue to fight every single day of our lives and continue to fight and continue to fight and continue to fight. We cannot give up the way that our United States was founded. We cannot give up our Constitution to any government institution, to any government official. We cannot turn our backs on what needs to be done and what's right. And God, this country was built around the premise of God Almighty, Christ's principles, and we cannot let that go. We cannot afford to let that be destroyed. Folks, we got to continue on and fight for our rights and continue on to do what we got to do. I have five small children, folks, five small children. And it makes me really sad to see that the things that have taken place in this country today are totally different from how I was raised and the things that I saw from a child growing up. You know, everything is totally different. Some things that we face that they're going to have to face is going to be totally different that that I can't even imagine right now. You know what I mean? There's so many things going on in this world. There's so many people that's trying to destroy uh, uh, America for which it stands. There's so many people that's trying to destroy the freedoms of America. There's people that actually believe that the government as an institution should be a business, should be a, a parent, a father and a mother as a government institution now. People believe that they should be our parents, that they should lead our households, take care of everything in our households, give us what they deem necessary for us to live by, and that's just not rightfully so. These are the reasons that we should praise our troops. These are the reasons that we should hold them to high standards. These are the reasons that we should put them on a threshold, that we should put them on a throne and treat them equivalent to kings and queens and take care of our servicemen a lot better than what we have to do, a lot better than what we've been doing, excuse me. This is what we need to work on, folks. We got to work on our relationships between each other. We got to work on our relationships with our parents and in our households, folks. There's many things that we can do individually that can make this country a better place. And I challenge you all to start at least talking to each other. I challenge you all to get off your high horses, folks. Get over yourselves. Get over whatever. Get over slavery. Get over what you hate. You just got to start applying your individual your individual efforts to each other and start showing each other some love. You got to start opening your mouths, folks. But until we do that, we have nothing. We are nothing. We will be nothing. You folks, you got to get off your butt and you got to start showing each other some love. You got to start opening your mouths to each other and start at least speaking to each other, folks. You got to start saying hello. You got to get out of these boxes. You know, I just spoke with a gentleman this past week, and he was explaining to me that, you know, everybody in America, we've gotten to the point where we're so comfortable in our boxes. You know what? We have our home, we have our box in our home, and we feel comfortable there. 
you know, we get in our car and we, we get in another box and we drive to our worst place, our workplaces, which is another box, or our schoolhouses, which which is another box. You know what I mean? And we're so comfortable within those boxes. But what we need to do when when something happens and it pulls us away from those boxes, we don't know how to interact anymore. You know, it used to be a certain time where my box was your box, was my neighbor's box, and his box was his neighbor's box. And all of us shared our boxes together. You know, people would actually get out and, and they, were they would talk to each other. They would have, you know, neighborhood barbecues. They would have uh, 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 local events where they play just kickball or, or baseball in the sandlot or what may have you. And that's a lot of things that's taken away in America today because people are so scared to let you know what's going on in their household for sake of what you might say about them. It's not all about what you might say about somebody, folks. We got to start showing each other some love because those are God's principles, loving each other like your brother. How can you love a guy that you've never seen and you can't even love your neighbor that lives next door that's hurting, knowing you can help them, even just by opening your mouth? So I thank you guys for making history with us. Shout out to all my neighbors out there, man. Shout out to everybody in the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Shout out to all my people out there who's shown us some love. All my staff at KLRP Radio. Shout out to Charlotte, who always comes through to show us some love with the, with the Stretching Your Budget Report. Shout out to her and her family, Ben, and the kids. Shout out to everybody, man. Everybody out there who showed some love. All the people who participated. And last but not least, shout out to our soldiers, man. B.I.G., shout out to all our soldiers out there. It always show us some love. It's always around. It's always holding it down for America. Always trying to keep us standing firm and standing strong the way we are. I got to go to commercial, and I'll be right back with the phone call. You're listening to the KRP Radio Show, keeping it real with Pudgy. Every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be right back in a second. All your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two. Two seven six two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today.
doubt and hesitation. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I wasn't young and been hungry, it's called bunion. Bunion been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. Each side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slippers, they better be Adidas. Scientific tests prove. When you drink Dr. Pepper slow, the 23 flavors taste even better. For me, slow always produces a hit. Slower is better. Trust me. Are you a high school senior in a public high school in Durham County, North Carolina, or Orange County, North Carolina, and you're headed to a historically black college or university? Or are you a high school senior in Iredale County, North Carolina, and you're headed to Catawba Community College? If you meet any of these three qualifications, go to emmascholarship.org. Find out how you can get your free money for college today. E-M-M-A scholarship.org. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Welcome back, welcome black to the KRP radio show, baby. 
This your host, Pudgy, at NC Pudgy on Twitter, at KRP Radio Show. That's how you can find us on Twitter, folks. All you Facebook listeners out there, hit us up on Facebook. That's www.facebook.com slash KRP Radio Show backslash KRP Radio Show. Hit us up on there, man. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about the show. Leave your links on there. If you got something that we need to know about, let us know, man. Hit us up. Put it on there. We'll definitely get to it. We'll read it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll tweet it. Type it or whatever you want to do. We'll chat about it, you know, whatever we need. Um, if you got an email, you know, hit us up for the links. If you want commercials on the show or this, that, and the third, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com. As I calmly put my uh, my Michael, uh, what's the name, man name from Knight Rider? What's his, what was his name? Somebody let me know. Knight Rider? Michael? Something. I don't know. Kit. The dude who drove Kit. I'm putting my shades on. It looked like Michael Knight. Yeah, I got my Michael Knight shades on. Michael Knight specs on. And I'm feeling myself right now because I feel good. I feel great. After that round of applause and love, we just showed our troops out there. You know, these troops are not second-class citizens, man, for you folks out there who don't know. They are not second-class citizens. As I was just talking to the screener here a second ago. Um, it seems like the most in people, the most important people out there are, are commonly treated like second-class citizens. You know, we look at the troops out there. These are our heroes, folks. These are our heroes. These are our real, live, true. Anybody like comic books out there? If you like comic books like the Marvel heroes, you know, Captain America, all the, these are our real-life heroes, folks. You know? These are the people that run towards uh, 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 bombs. These are the people that run towards combat. They run towards the sounds of cannons. <laughs> you kidding me? You know, they run towards the sound of danger. They run towards the sound of death. That can't be taught, folks. Only combat can be taught. You can be trained. That takes bravery. That takes a certain kind of individual to do that. They don't do it for a paycheck solely. I, I, it's, I've, I've heard people say, well, you know, he just went to the Army or he just went to the Navy or the Air Force or the Marines. He just went for a paycheck because he needed a good job. Let me make you understand something. I don't care what job you're doing and what you get paid for and how much you get paid. You can easily run the opposite way than having to run towards danger. They can kick you out if you want, if you don't have the heart to do that job. So there's a certain level of bravery that comes along with that job, quote unquote. And I say job very lightly because it's so much more than a job. And I just don't think in the civilian world, I just don't think that we really appreciate these individuals. We really appreciate these men and women for what they stand for and for who they are and for what they do, for God's sakes. You know, a lot of times people look at TV and they go, well, you know, the, the United States government is doing this. The United States government is doing that. And I, I get that. To be well-versed in that, to understand what's really going on behind the scenes, to understand why the United States makes some of the moves they make, that's another conversation for me and you. We could talk about that, though. We can definitely talk about that because I do get it. I do see it. But you got to understand to be the top dog. Sometimes you got to do things that people don't agree with. 
even me, things that I don't agree with, things that I don't stand for. I know that the government does. I get that. But right now I'm talking about the soldiers that fight for us, the soldiers that fight for the right thing, the soldiers that aren't making those decisions, the soldiers that have in their mind, you know what, if I don't get this done and if I don't do this right, someone's going to invade and take over my country. And it's not going to be the same way it was when I grew up for my kids. It's going to be different. And that kind of difference that other countries have for us, those ideas and those ways, that kind of difference, I don't like. Or I would go there, which I plan on doing one day, <laughs> by the way. That doesn't discredit anything, any love that I feel for my country, though. That doesn't discredit any love that we should have for for the soldiers out there who fight for our livelihood, who put their lives on the line. You know, a lot of you don't know what it feels like for bullets to be passing in your ear and you going towards the person who's shooting those bullets at you. A lot of us don't know what that feels like. But there's a lot of people out there who does know what it feels like. And I got one of them on the phone now. Um, for all the new listeners just coming on, you guys know I got a cold, man. I'm, I'm fighting these sinuses and I'm, I'm fighting these all these allergies and all this stuff. I just I just put on my Michael Knight shades so the light in the studio here won't, won't hurt me too bad. And uh, I got a beautiful individual on the line right now, a guy who knows something about going beyond the act of bravery. Beyond when I say beyond, I mean beyond the act of valor. A lot of people don't understand. Uh, what above and beyond is, but I, you know, we'll let him tell you. I'm pretty sure he got a story or two in there for you. But beyond that, um, this gentleman has taken upon himself to create several, several institutions, several organizations that help not only veterans, not only soldiers who fought for us, but also people that fight, soldiers that fight on the home front. You know, you and I, people who care enough about this country to get involved. He's created these organizations so people like me and you who are, who are too pumped to, to, to sign up for the military, we're a little bit too much of a pump. You know, we didn't go up there and sign on the dotted line. And some some of us did. You know, everybody's got their story. I ain't, you know, no disrespect to people. But anyway, this gentleman created organizations. Look, I got I got people looking at me sideways in the studio like, I ain't no punk, man. I was going to go, but I had bad feet. Or I was going to go, but, you know, my back was certain. Or I was going to go, but I went to college. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I heard all the stories before, man. I understand. I get it. Myself involved. But anyway, man, welcome to the show. My brother and your brother, Earl Phillips, man. Earl, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, Pudgy. How you doing, bro? Hey, man, thank you. That's all I can say to you, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't matter how I'm doing, as long as you're good. You know, thank you, oh, thank you, oh, thank you. No, it's an honor. It's, it's definitely an honor. It's, a, it's an honor serving this country. It's an honor being a citizen of this country. And you know what? The biggest thing is the honor being your friend. Oh, I like that. I'm, man, to put, me to, to put me in that conversation, you see, I got tongue-tied there, right? To put me in that conversation right there, I really appreciate it, man. That, that's a that's a tough act to follow, and um, I don't know how to follow. I give all my honor and praise to God for what we're doing. Definitely a devout follower of Jesus Christ, and that's what we do. Don't care how who, poop. I don't care if people don't like our methods. I don't care if people don't like what we stand for. I just don't care. But I do thank people like yourselves who have been there and back and been there again and back and been there again and back, who have fought for this country and signed up to go above and beyond just being an ordinary soldier with all due respect to any soldier. 
you know, with all due respect to any soldier. But to, for you to specialize in something, to sign up to go on above and beyond, I think that's a pretty special individual, Earl. Oh, I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. And everything you said is, is right on. You know, you know, after I did all my infantry work in the Army, um, I wasn't done there. You know, I think serving your country, uh, God first, of course, is a lifetime commitment that has to be done. You know, I just go back to the old cliche, if not who, if not me, then who, if not now, then when. And, you know, and I'm, I'm doing it not just for myself, um, yeah, it does make me feel good. I'm not going to say it. it doesn't. It's sure. hard work and it's commitment. But, man, I'm, I'm doing it for my family. Okay, I have children, uh, their children, you know, your children, everybody's children. You know, and, and if we all do that and it all link up, then you know what? It's the whole country and, you know, if everybody feels that way, it just spreads, spreads, and spreads. But, you know, serving the country is, is a commitment. It's something that I was raised with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with my mother and father. They didn't tell mm-hmm. me, oh, a uh, young man, grow up and go serve your country. No, they instilled God in me, and that's where it all started, serving God. It, it doesn't stop there. It's all in and throughout the Bible, you know, the uh, the morals and ethics that uh, my father and my mother uh, raised me with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that was the hardest part. You know, and then after that, you know, I decided, you know, it, I, I just got to do something more. <laughs> you know, I just got to do something more. You know, TV, you know, had something to do with it. Yeah, of course. But uh, my brother and I, who's four years older than me, thought the same exact thing. Wow. You know, he decided he wanted to fly planes for the Navy, and he did. He went and flew planes for the Navy, and after he uh, did his commitment and then some, he came out and continued serving the country. You know, and that's what we have to do. You know, and I talk about that every day, especially to uh, young adults and and children. Mm-hmm. You know, it has instilled because the government is not instant, not this government anyway, is not instilling. They instilling, you know, bring this country down to the knee to its knees. You know, being lower and below other countries, and that's not what this country was built on. Remember, you know, people forget that this country was built. On, on folks who wanted to get away from persecution, mm-hmm. folks who that right to speak out, folks that wanted that right to praise their God, folks that wanted a right to be free. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and they get down to the tedious bit of it. Uh, it's it's like this government is going in the opposite direction. You know, we left Mother England, uh, you know, to get away from all that. You know. And now everything is, you know, be dependent on the government, you know. And had a conversation just last week. Back in the day, in my days, you know, and and, and earlier, if you needed help in a community, you went to your church. Today, the government is saying, don't go to church. We'll help you. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. And you know what that does? That breeds dependency. Breeds dependency. And, you know, and dependency is just a, a, a simple word, fancy word for slavery, you know, and, and we're past that. You know, we need to think for ourselves and we need to help each other, you know. So, well, that's just going back on, you know, serving the country. You know, my military career, as short as long as it, it could have been, um, was outstanding. And uh, I'm still very active mm-hmm. with folks in the military, 
you know, because I do have an organization called National Veterans for Republican Association. Yeah. You know, the military, the military breed leaders, um, enlisted and officers. They breed leaders, and leaders are very, the military leaders are very disciplined, very organized, and they they have a strong stay for the mission. So what we do, you know, uh, in National Veterans Republican Association, NVRA, we find military leaders, mm-hmm. we vet them, and then we uh, prepare them to run for office. Wow. That's what we Yeah. You know, I, you know, most of the guys come to us, they hear about us, and they come to us and say, hey, you know, I know this guy, you know, he served in the Air Force, he served in the Army, he's running for office. And I say, okay, well, you know, let's check him out. And um, a few of us, and, uh, and you had Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson is part of NVRA, and mm-hmm. he's part of the team. You know, he's talked to folks. He's, we talked to folks like Alan West, mm-hmm. Colonel Alan West, great man. Um, we talked to folks uh, like Les Phillip, you know, down in Alabama. He's my brother. Went to the mm-hmm. Academy. He's Congress down there. Bill Randall, you know, local. You know, there's, there's tons mm-hmm. of folks that we've talked to from Washington State, Minnesota, Florida, Maryland, um, all over the country, um, and vet them. And if they, uh, you know, they believe in the, in the core principles, uh, then, you know, then we back them. You know, so, uh, but, you know, again, the military trains and breathes nothing but leaders. I'm not saying so. Uh, history has said so. Yeah, it speaks for itself. That's right. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and then, you know, I have, uh, I chair another organization called National Minority uh, Conservative Convention. You know, so basically what we do there, you know, we bring representatives from minority communities across the state and across the country together in a convention format. We train, empower, make them advocates, we mobilize them, and then we send them back to their communities so they can, you know, do the same thing. They take the knowledge and the tools and our support, mm-hmm. and uh, they go back to their communities and they recruit and they grow the numbers of conservative minorities in their local communities. I mean, let's face it, the uh, – the the minorities, conservative minorities, mm-hmm. we are not well represented. No, sir. Not at all. You know, a lot of us are asleep. We're we're like sleeper cells, if I can use that term. You yeah. know, we only come out during certain elections only. Why, why okay, is that, so, Earl? You know, that that's a question that that I that I like to ask, and I always like to mention um, to my politicians. You know, hey, can you come around when it's not? Election is the election cycle. You know, people would like to see you when it's not the season, when it's not tis the season. So, you know, why do you think that is, you know? Well, you know, that's I'm trying to give you the short of it. If you don't mind, I'm going to give a plug to a great friend of mine from New Jersey, from Newark, New Jersey, a white gentleman by the name of Bricks. Kevin Williams. Shout Kevin out to Williams. Kevin Williams. Brick City, baby. Kevin Williams. That's who's right. Kevin Williams, if you don't mind letting the folks know who he is? It's a- yeah, he's the owner, producer, and creator of the movie, documentary movie called Fear of the Black Republican. Nice. And, and you can you can Google it, get into contact with him. He's a great guy. We talk maybe once, twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and he answers that question uh, <laughs> actually. So, so basically, the answer to that question, the short answer, you yeah. know, it, it's. The two-sided answer, the first side is, 
you know, conservatives, um, history shows that blacks, us, our people, we're born conservatives. We're born Republicans. I'm going to I'm going to switch the word from conservative to Republicans. Put mm-hmm. a title to it. Um, we're born Republicans. Re- you know, Republicans. You know, as you and everyone else out there know or should know, is that Republicans are responsible to up the end for for ending slavery as we know it. Okay, um, not the Democrats. And then, you know, of course, history comes all the way up, Jim Crow, you know, KKK, you know, Senator Burr, you know, all that whole story. It's Republicans. But somewhere in time, in, you know, in, in recent 30 to 40 years history, uh, we, or black folks, started voting Democrat. Mm-hmm. It started to get pretty violent in the late 60s, okay, where – uh, black Republicans, especially after our Republican brother, Dr. Martin Luther King, was murdered, um, started to go dormant, okay? The numbers started switching from, uh, from black being Republicans to black being Democrat because, you know, of entitlements and things like that, and, and, and that's another long story. So, you know, uh, coming up to uh, present time, a lot of black or minority conservative went dormant because, one, the Republican Party um, does not have a message, nor do they market to minority communities because they feel as though we won't vote for Republicans. But that's their own fault because they let the Democrats come in, give them, give black folks entitlements and false promises to continue to keep us enslaved, and they just let it go saying, you know what, We'll whatever we'll just let it ride. So, you know that that's one reason why, and another mm-hmm. reason why, because you know the Democrats have did such a great job of marketing and getting a message to the black community to make them to give them entitlements and to make them dependent on entitlements from vote year to vote vote year cycle to vote year cycle. You know, just giving them, just breaking them off a little bit until you know time come to vote again and giving them more promises and you know just it's like giving you know just like when back in the day the mid eighties when crack came about you would give crack away a little bit of crack to the crackheads just to get them hooked so they kept coming back coming back and coming back that the same way and I had to break it down like that so everybody could understand yeah okay yeah so yeah. you know. That's the real. That's the realistic approach, uh, right there. And and see that that was going to be my next question, man. Because okay, um, on this show at least we've been through all of that. You know what I mean? I think most of the listeners out here. Shout out, and we got new members too. Shout out to with three hundred and one thousand listeners out there too, by the way, and uh, over two million contributors. But um, on this show at least we've been through that several times. So. Fast forward, 2012, Earl. Yeah, um, yeah okay. 2012. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. Hear me out for a second. Hear, hear me out for one second. 2012, right? Here's what we faced with. And let's just call it what it is because a lot of people ain't going to like what I got to say, but it is what it is. We're faced with a black community who in large part is lost, lost of, of self-identity, and who vote against their own uh, religion, if you will, 
headed for what, Earl? If it continues on, because let's face it, yeah, this is where we are, are we not? I mean, this this is really where we are. We hate to say it, you know what I'm saying? We hate to say it. I'm just speaking on the black community for a sec. We'll get to everybody else here in a sec, but we hate to say it. We vote against our religion, okay? We vote against. Hear me clear, everybody out there. We vote against our religion, against our core beliefs, okay? And we are stuck on the premise that we should be Democrats. Now, I'm not even saying that anybody should be Republican. I don't even go there. I shoot for independence today. I shoot for people to be independent. And you send your vote where you think is best necessary. Yeah. But you know against me, Pudgy? You know, again, you know, we are individuals, free thinkers. Sure. You know, most of the Democrats will throw stones at glass houses if you do not believe what they believe in. To heck with how you really feel, how you really believe. No, I want you to believe in what I believe in. You should not be thinking on your own. How dare you have a different belief from me? So when a Democrat, and this has happened to me, I can give you hundreds of stories. This has happened mm-hmm. to me when a Democrat see, when a black Democrat see a black Republican, it's like they have seen the devil. <laughs> but, <laughs> man, yeah, I, real quick, real quick, yeah. last voting so I was helping out this gentleman, just went to drop off some uh, some palm cards for him, and on the way back out of a voting a voting uh, station, mm-hmm. uh, I saw two women, car, uh, bumper to bumper, front bumper to front bumper, hoods up. So I stopped, reversed, and asked, can I be some assistance? They could not figure out how to uh, attach jumper cables to start one lady's car. Mm-hmm. So so no problem. I'll go ahead and take care of it. As I was taking care of it, they asked me, did I cast my vote? And I told them, well, this is not my district, so I didn't vote. <laughs> and they said, <laughs> so they said, well, you know, Democrats, we got to stick together and don't let none of those Republicans in. I said, really? I said, why? Well, those Republicans are racist. racist. Now they got this new Tea Party that nothing but racist. And I said, oh, right. Oh, so explain yourself. So she explained herself, and at the end of her explanation, I just got finished, blam, slammed down her hood, and I told her, you know, I'm a lifelong Republican. I've been a Republican since I was 19 years old, Um, and you should have seen her face. It goes back to the episode of Jefferson's where (laughs) they're having a KKK meeting, and George (laughs) Jefferson had this white guy mouth to mouth, and when he found out that it was a black guy that saved his life, he said, you should have let me die. That's the yeah. look that woman gave. I'm no racist. You know, I'm a Tea Party person, and I've yet to run. I'm not going to tell you, you know, that, you know, there's there's no racism in the Republican Party and Tea Party. I won't tell you that at all, just like I won't tell you there's no racism in the Democratic Party. Because no there is. No doubt. There certainly is, you know. But the, the, the point I'm trying, I'm saying all that to say that, you know, Black folks, white folks, minorities, non-minorities have their own way of thinking. Respect everybody for the way of thinking. You don't beat up nobody because, you know, one's pulling for the Bulls and the other's pulling for the Celtics. No, that's competition. They believe they have the best reason why they like the Bulls, and the others, the person believes they have the best reason why they like the Celtics. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, you know, let's carry it on, and the best person wins. But at the end of the day, it's all for 
the country. But Democrats don't believe in that. And, you know, and I'm saying Democrats, I'm not saying this for every Democrat, but for most of the Democrats that I deal with, and I'm going to tell you, nine and a half out of ten of my friends are not just Democrats, are hardcore liberals, fiscally and socially. But you know what? I pick and choose my friends, and they can be my friends because we recognize our differences and we love each other no matter what. No doubt. I like that. I like that. And that's, and that's the way it should be, Earl. You know, that's the way it yeah. should be, and that, that's that's the way we overcome. Um, our, first of all, that's the way we overcome our differences, and that's how we get ahead because we're interacting first and foremost, and we can come to a, a common ground. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just can't come to a common ground, brother. They refuse to. They don't want to. They look at you as evil because you have different beliefs. It's like uh, homosexuality, man. You know, I don't hate gay people. I don't hate homosexuals. I, I can't say gay. Gay means happy in, in my dictionary. But right, uh, you, right. you can't. I don't hate homosexual people. I, I know a lot of homosexual people I grew up with, went to school with. It's cool. We're good. I got no problem with them at all. But I don't like your sin. And I don't think right. your sin should have a morality clause where it should be legalized. Mine doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, I don't. You don't hear me sitting here saying that if I was a, a crackhead, you'll hear me saying that, you know, hey, crack should be legal. You know, we should make every uh, every ounce of crack legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can get away and feel good about my sin. Let's be clear, man. Homosexuality is not proper for the sainthood of marriage. It's just not. Right. Not, not only that, you can't procreate. Uh, how do we expect life to move on further? See, that was going to be another question later on down the road. I mean, we took a big, we took a gigantic jump from one topic to the other, but it just kind of came out because these are the things going on. And, um, you know, a lot of my friends are Democrats, too. It is what it is, man. Yeah, we grew up that way, you know, because yeah. those were the people that were in our neighborhoods. Those were the people that were delivering the messages. And this is what I tell a lot of hardcore Republicans. I'm like, listen, you know, you can't be mad at the people who have been thinking this way all their lives. Right. You can't be mad at them. It's just like believing in God for a lot of them. They've heard this all their life. We've heard this all of our lives. So here you come with a new idea, and very hardcore with it, by the way. You know, it, it, you don't deliver it easy. It, it, you don't come across with the facts and keep giving folks information. A lot of hardcore Republicans like to throw it in your face and expect you to believe this right now. You're going to believe what I say right now because this is the fact, and you're just going to believe it. This is two plus two. Well, not to a person who's been learning the multiplication and never knew what the addition was, you know? Right, right. It just doesn't make sense. So this is what we face, man. This is the big gap. This is what people like yourself and myself have to overcome. Excuse me, yourself and myself. These are the things that we have to overcome and somehow create a platform so all people can come together and we can say, listen, here's what happened. Here's why it happened. Here's where we are, and here's how we get away from it. And I don't know that right. I don't know that people are willing to do that, especially on the Democratic side. Uh well, you know, um most folks are not willing to do that. On either side, they're not. But it's folks like yourself, Tim Johnson, Kevin Daniels, Trey, uh, myself, that, you know, Deneen, Anita, like the list goes on and on. Definitely. We have to keep, we have to keep furthering our efforts because we have to touch people one at a time. 
And, you know, as we touch one at a time, we turn into advocates. Uh, and that's how we reach people. We're not going to reach everybody. But if we reach one more person today and then one person again tomorrow, we're making great positive strides. Sure. Definitely. You know? Hey, I got to go to a commercial real quick. And then when I come back, I'm going to ask you, I, I got to ask you about one of your stories. You, you gave me a book to read. And uh, I don't have the name of the book. I got to get that from you again, too. And I've been telling the story that you told me, man, to everybody. You got to get this book. Here's what it's about. I do remember what it's about. Okay, the Rangers Rescue and the, a Seal. But uh, I just don't know the name oh, of the yeah. book. So, yeah, I, okay. I want you to, I want you to, um, you know, just not, not just yet. I got to go to commercial for two minutes. We'll come back. And I want to ask you about the day in the life of a soldier, what it's like when you're actually going out to fight or you're going out to battle or just in training and then coming home. All right? I just want to ask you about that, let the people know a little bit about that, and then we can get into your organizations a little bit more. You're on the air with P. Real, a.k.a. Pudgy. And I got Earl Phillips on the air, baby. We kicking it. We taking it live. And uh, we holding no punches. So anybody on the air, hit us up. 619-638-8559 is the number. Also online, KRPRadioShow.com. We're also on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show. You can hit us up also on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio. You're rocking with the number one black conservative show online, Southeastern United States. Two million contributors. 301,000 listeners. We do it. B-I-G. We'll be right back. Two minutes. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. K I R P Radio! Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee 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 all the way home? Your home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. This ounces. And that makes this the life ever.
Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Your number one online show, Southeast in the United States. And this is where we do it, B-I-G. Shout out to all my people out there in Forsyth County. Got to give a shout out to all my people out there in Virginia Beach. Shout out to all my people out there in Long Beach. WMMG on your radio dial, AM. 500 through 1600 AM on your radio dial every Wednesday night. Also, shout out to our affiliates out there in D.C. That's 560 AM through 1600 AM on your radio dial every Wednesday night delayed broadcast. Shout out to all you folks out there in the big capital of Washington, D.C. Also, give a, got to give a shout out to all my people out there. I got people in the studio acting up, folks, so I'm sorry. Plus, I'm sick, and, you know, I'm trying to overcome this cold, but I don't claim it. But anyway, shout out to all my people out there in my hometown, Wilson, N.C., baby. Shout out to all of you, and shout out to everybody who made history with us tonight. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, man. This will forever go down in in the history books as the as the greatest thanks, the greatest tribute, the greatest one-minute applause that the troops have ever received uh, via radio. First time ever done, and I thank you guys for participating with us. We're going to go to a call because you guys have been hanging on for quite a while. You guys know I'm on the air with Earl Phillip, my man, director of Frederick Douglass Foundation out of Mecklenburg County, holding it down, and he has more titles. This man got more organizations than I got socks, man. I'm serious. Going to the 919, baby. You are on the air. Uh, we got a few 919 callers. Last three numbers, 424. Four. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Budgie, this is Dan Forrest. How are you? Dan Forrest, my man. I need my round of applause again, man. This is our next <laughs> lieutenant governor of North Carolina. I, just to, I don't want to take up Earl to Earl's time tonight with you, Budgie. Earl, I appreciate what you're doing, what Kevin's doing, what all you guys are doing to to reach out to all the black Republicans out there and all the minorities out there trying to draw them into our party. I appreciate that, Pudgy. I really appreciate what you're doing for the veterans out there and Shouting out to them tonight as well, and uh, I just wanted to call and say thank you for what you're doing. Well, Mr. Dan Forrest, we thank you, brother, for what you're doing. Earl is on with me, too, as you said. And, uh, you know, we thank you for what you're doing, and, and you definitely have support here. You have an endorsement here. You have a vote here, and I hope that all my listeners will vote for you because you stand for what's right. You stand for what we believe, um, Mr. Forrest. So, you know, keep on running, Forrest. Keep on running. <laughs> Well, I appreciate I appreciate that, Pudgy, and uh, just again want to say thank you again. You're, you're doing a great job uh, getting the word out there, and again, thanks for uh, your big shout out to the veterans tonight. Well, you got it. Big shout out to you and the Run Forest Run campaign. I need to get those magnets so I can put them on the car, man. And so I um, need to reach out to somebody so I'll, I can get a hold of those. I'll bring one your way tomorrow. I'll give you a call on the on the way through Greensboro. You know what? I'll be in Raleigh tomorrow. Are you being Raleigh? We'll be passing each other somewhere along the way. <laughs> we'll get them one way, one way or the other. Okay, I appreciate you though. Sounds good, buddy. Good talking to you, man. Good talking to you, Earl. Take care now. Okay, thanks for calling. Hey. Earl, let's go to let's go to a caller out of the uh, the four hundred five here. Got a call out of the four hundred five. Oklahoma's in the house. Hey, good night. What's going on, guys? I've been enjoying the call tonight. Thanks, my brother. How are you tonight? I'm blessed, but I'm blessed to be here. I woke up this morning. I'm still, I'm still here, and the sun's going down. Oh, this original, my, my, my um, third dimension brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Earl, yeah, we're I not off, man. Your guest, as well as host, and I guess host, I should say, you really inspired me tonight. To you know, we gotta, we gotta start thinking a little bit more outside the box. I really uh, can appreciate anyone that uh, 
stand strong for what they believe in. And these gentlemen evidently, you know, stand strong for that. And they show him through his works, you know. Uh, you know, I don't want the Republican Party, of course, or, or the Democrat, as a matter of fact, but as I said, I can respect some of the ideals that, that he's brought up tonight, actually. Although I think I would consider myself more conservative than liberal. Sure. I think most of us but, work uh, with, with <laughs> common sense, though. Seriously. You know, I've always right. said that before I belong to any party, and I'm a registered independent. But um, I'll tell you real quick, I said anybody that, that has, to me, and, and this is no disrespect to anybody because everybody that knows me, I don't mean, you know, they know that I don't mean to disrespect anybody first and foremost. That's my rule number one. So it's never disrespect just because I disagree with an ideal. But, man, anybody with good common sense is probably more conservative, conservative than liberal. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, it works yeah. for our household. It works for the way we raise our kids. It works for the way we spend our money. It, it works for the way we do our nine to five. I mean, it's it's simple. It works for our communities. It works for our communities. Reach out to. It goes all the way to Washington. You know, when legislation is passed, it, so it's, it's it's really not a small thing. You know, we, it really you know it transcends. We wish that they would listen more. Sorry. Yeah, excuse exactly. Me. Got a big mouth here. <laughs> That's fine, brother. Yeah, I, mean, I this has really been a great call tonight. All the call, the callers that called in previously before myself, you know, uh, brother has been on the night. It's just been a really fluid call. Been in and out because I got some things going around the house. But long short of it, I just wanted to say that. But one of the things I've come to I've made before is is that uh, we, we're us as black people right now. We can't just say that one person or one group can solely speak for us. We've always been a very diverse people, and I don't know where. This ideology came along that we didn't have different uh, belief systems and different thinking patterns and such as such as that, and it's going to take that. But the one thing that I can, that I want, I must really stress is what's going on right now. You know, we're 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 in a very turbulent time right now. We know that this whole Trayvon thing has been going on, and you know that's going to be up in the courts probably like OJ was, mm. you know, some years ago. But one thing that I want to say is we have to get back to community. Brothers, if we don't have community out here, we don't have anything, and we've got to be men. At the end of the day, that's what you, that's what we're all required to do is be a man in all things and all of our dealings. That means being a man around your house, in front of your children, with your wife, with your employer, you know, even with law enforcement, all of these things, you know. We have to be men, and that's, we, we have to stand up. You know, we have to stand up for our communities, and we really got to get back to community. And one of the one things I did want to say, though, it's really been troubling me, and I just want to convey it. And, you know, some might agree with me and some might not. But I want to say, that again, about this whole Trayvon thing, because we have an incident that happened here in Oklahoma City, actually Dale City, which is basically three miles outside of Oklahoma City, where a young man was shot in the back by a police officer. And we're going to get together Friday and have a march and everything. One thing I was thinking I want to say, and I take you from that, is that's pretty much what we've done in our march since the 60s, you know, I think there needs to be, again, I said this before on the show, there needs to be a national referendum where we have an understanding of what's going on in our communities. This mm-hmm. needs to go all the way to Washington, D.C. It really does, because this is ridiculous. The Supreme Court ruled in 1963 that you cannot shoot an unarmed fleeing man. Mm-hmm. And this is happening. Right. This We've had 42 incidents where this is happening. Jesus. Now, are you going to tell me that we're that far behind so we can't get up to speed to where we can't have uh, cops, which means constable on patrol in our communities, they have some type of rapport with these young people. I'm not a person that I, I give up on young people. Me either. Yeah, I understand how these kids are these days and all of that, 
but I'm not a person that I'm going to give up. I'm not. I'm never going to have that ideology of where there's old against young. We, we've got to have our policemen. Have, they've got to get out of those boxes that we talked about. Yeah. They've got to get out and intermingle with their communities. And if they don't want to do that, then hire somebody on the force that want to do that. Because I'm tired of these babies getting the blood spilling down there in the, in the street. I'm tired of it. Wow. Uh, we're both fathers. <laughs> You know, Earl and myself, yeah, and you know what? Boys, they probably look a whole lot like Trayvon. You know, both of us, exactly. You know, you know I'm we, 14 years old, six. He looks like a grown man. He's walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. And, and he wears hoodies too. He, he's a basketball player, so a lot of times he might be dribbling that ball like Cornbread was back in the 70s, <laughs> and on, down the concrete. Wow. Yeah. You got you got you got stereotyping because he's black, because he lives in a nice neighborhood. Because he comes from a single mother that's labeled her ass off, excuse me, to uh, make sure that he has some of the finer things in life. You well, you know that, that that's what happened. That's that. This is what see the the problem is. This is what society does. It throws us back in the box because we don't. And I'm gonna talk about the black community here for a second. And then let me, you know, we rewind it. We're on your topic right now. We don't get out and convey our message ourselves. We don't call the uh, the representatives. You know, we don't go in large part to the community meetings until something happens. You know, we don't reach out to our to our neighbor anymore. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my neighbor would get me before my parents would or my grandparents would. My neighbor would check yep. me. You know, now if you check someone's child, you got a fight on your hands, possibly a gunfight on your hands. Right, well, you know, my coach it. told me something in college. Well, actually, in high school, my high school coach told me this. He said, "When does a man get off his ass?" Mm. And I, then, you know, they leave a pause for a moment when he has to. We are very comfortable right now. Like, like you all said, we're in those boxes. Whether it be the car, our houses, our employers, wherever it is, the mall, we're in these boxes. And we got to come out, man. We have to have a greater sense of community. You know, the old African proverb that it, it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, it does. I can't teach everything my son needs to know to be a man. It takes a group of men to actually raise a, a healthy individual. That's we all fact. know that. We like to think that we could solely do it for our sons. But we, we know the reality of that. You've had many great influences such as I have also. Sure have. So sure we, have. If we don't have community. If we don't have community, what do we have? I'm asking I'm asking everybody that right now. They can hear my voice. If you don't have a sense of community, when you see that sister walking down, how many times have you seen back in the day when – and the sister's walking through brownstones in New York or Chicago or whatever, and she's carrying groceries, and little shorty comes up and helps, helps to carry her groceries to her front door. You know, open right. the door. Chivalry is dead. Me, and these sisters are hurting, right? And I, I, women are hurting, period. Where are the men at? Did we see a woman, well, I mean, the simple things, to show that you have some type of home training, open the door for that lady. I know you might be little, little young guys, you might be loose with your tongue, but clean your, clean your language up a little bit if you see a lady coming through. You know? Well, I think that start that starts in the home, though. You know, we we're not it's not being taught in the home. It's not being taught really per se in the schools anymore. And a lot of this is we because we're taking the, that's why it's up to us, me, you, the brother that's sitting here tonight. We had to set standards. We had to call each other on it, man. If you see me getting out of line, what do you really love me, Pudgy? If you saw me getting out of line, if I came to North Carolina tonight, you saw me, you took me somewhere, you saw me getting out. Of line. Would that be love? But just let me see, let me go on and clowning. You ain't going to embarrass me inside. anyway. I'm going to tell you straight up. You, you, you yeah, 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 yeah. That's love, bro. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's just how I was born, man. That's, I'm sorry, that's how I was raised. You know, what comes up, come out. 
And uh, if you get offended, that's just too bad, but it's for the better of us both most of the time. Exactly. This goes back to a question that I was going to ask Earl, and I asked you too, Original. I was going to bring it up later in the show, but where are our leaders? Because the the quote-unquote leaders that we had that were supposed to be for our communities, aren't we found out today, back in the day maybe we didn't know, you know, it took years and years and years of manipulation and years and years of even legislation and, and community to change. And now we realize that these leaders that we once had in our communities aren't really leaders anymore. So where do we look to our leaders and when do we finally understand that we need to come together as a group of individuals and be leaders for ourselves? Let me ask you guys that. I've listened to two leaders tonight already on this phone tonight, actually. You know, yourself and Earl. You know, what we have to realize is, I, I, I guess me, and I'm just trying to say this and be as humbly as I can, I don't have to be the guy on top. I can I can work the background. It doesn't bother me. As long as, as long as the plan is implemented and things are taken care of, why not? You know, you're, you're a leader yourself. I know you got a lot of things going on right now. Earl's got a lot of things going on. Why can't we back each other? The wheel does not have to be reinvented. Once things are in motion, get behind it and support it, yes. especially if you know if it's a positive effort. It's energy being put forth and it's positive. Get behind it and support it. Period. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna answer that question like this. Again, mm-hmm. and and any question that you ask for any scenario, I'm gonna point it back to we need to take it to the church. Mm-hmm. That's where community problems are solved. That's where it is worked. That's why we pay our tithes and our offerings for the church leaders to administer solutions in the communities. The minute that you take the church out of the equation, the minute you take God out of the equation, is going to breed problems that, you know, that's going to bring out individuals for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have leaders out here today that you won't see them unless it's about giving them fame, glory, and or money. Right. We have problems in communities with our children. You're right, Pudgy. It should start at home first. Self, self-responsibility, accountability. You need help, go to the church. Before I got married, I had to go to the church. And my wife and I had to sit in front of, pastor, of our pastor and, and talk about possible problems and what we're getting into. Before, you know, I was baptized, before anything, the, any step I took to become a man, okay, I had to go to the church back in the day. And you know what? It made everything that much more easier. But, man, you start taking God and church out of the equa- equation or government started stepping into it, then you have things like the Columbine. You got those crazy D.C. snipers. You got kids killing kids. You got, you know, the biggest influence on our black children today are rap artists. You know, back in the day, you know, rappers, you know, they would, you know, give uh, life situations and give healing methods for it. Not today. Sex, drugs, money. That's what looks good. Pants hanging below the butt. And you know what? A lot of a lot of us as parents, we let our children get away with it instead of training them to be adults and contributing to our community, which rolls up into the state, which rolls over into the country. We let it go. You know, there's no support, as my man on the line said. There's no support. If I'm doing something, support me. If you're doing something, I'm going to support you. And let all the chain link up, 
and you'll see how strong it is. You know, chain link after link after link is strong, but one link ain't strong, not at all. So I'm going to take you, I'm going to answer that question. We, it needs to, the, the, the church needs to get involved in a community, but the government is doing a really outstanding job of denying that. Can we, is there a way, because, I mean, this is a this is a real conversation that I think a lot of the, uh, uh, I want to say leaders or, or a lot of the congregations need to have on a local front. I, there needs to be a way, we have to figure out a way to legitimize our efforts amongst the people, not just the people who, who, who deal with, you know, politics or not just the people who deal with legislation or the people who just deal with the church, but I mean all people. You know, all people in all neighborhoods, there's got to be a way that we can legitimize ourselves because these folks that aren't involved today have to be involved. You know what I mean? They have to be involved, but they got to do it right, man. They got to do it right because all this mischief and, and, and all this nonsense, that can't be invited to accomplish what we need to accomplish today. We got to figure out a way to get everybody together and, and really bring people to the conversation who don't want to be there and, and let's talk about it and let's do it right. But I don't know the way, you know. I really don't know the way. I, the ground game is strong. We can go from door to door to door, neighborhood to neighborhood. But something like Original just said a, a while back, um, you know, I don't mind falling back. I don't mind not being the top guy. But, you know, somebody's got to be the mouthpiece. And it, and it seems like a lot of times the mouthpiece gets this, uh, uh, gets too comfortable. If You know what I mean? It gets this overconfident. And, and the mouthpiece becomes what we see now of, of the Reverend Jesse Jackson or, or Al Sharpton today, and they become political figures, and then they become a mockery. Yep. Exactly. Well, you know what? the person stays in power too long, don't you think it's time that you should – when you serve your due, your due is, uh, you know, really tell you the truth. You know, we're not talking about monarchies like you're a king, you stay a king forever. You know, do your time and know when your time is up, you know? And, and, and this just this whole thing. But put you, until we get something you know, on paper, until we put it on in print, we don't have anything. All we're doing is talking. Yeah, you know, every, exactly. every every week churches churches have announcements. There should be an announcement if it just came from the Pudgy Miller show about what happened here tonight. You know, that should be in the church announcements. That should be sent out publicly. We have technology. Technology is our friend. Let's use it, bro. I've never mm-hmm. been to North Carolina. I'm calling from Oklahoma City. We're able to talk right now. You know, I'm going to talk to you on a cell phone. Sure. This is, this is our friend right now. Yeah. You know, folks, folks have to stop being afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid. We need to speak up. If things is not going correct, things are not right, say something. You know, we have too many young black people. If they're not dying, then they're getting held back. You know, which is which is a burden on our community. Speak up, say something. Let's be a support system to each other. I agree, man. I, and I, on that note, I gotta gotta go to another commercial here, folks. And uh, you know, Earl, we'll get those questions off here in, in the next uh, twenty minutes, brother. Before we let you go, if you don't mind. And uh, original, thanks for calling in again, my brother. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Keep bringing the post. We need that information. We need to be informed. And please let me know how that meeting goes this week. And hey, when are we gonna get something? Prepared? We need to we need to agree on this. Uh, There's three of us here tonight. When are we gonna agree on something as far as getting something in print that's gonna be blazed out to the community? Let's say we're gonna do that tonight. You, me, and Earl, right now. 
I'm, you know, I'm always there. <laughs> I'm, I'm Girl, you with there. It? Of course. Okay, so the three of us have agreed tonight. We three of us have agreed. There it is. Well, let's let's fur- let's further this conversation. Let's not let's not it uh, end right here. Let's further this conversation some more. You can you know call the show and and um, but you have my information. Okay, we'll do. All right, thanks for calling, original. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for the challenge as well, man. We definitely gonna step to the plate on that. Cause I, I, I do happen to agree, man. And, and I know my producer getting pissed off with me. Hang on, man. I, I'll, I'll get there in a second. But uh, I, I do happen to agree, man. You know, maybe we need to put something in print. You know, maybe we need to have something that folks can actually read. Um, the thing about that is, people have to read. There's information out there for people to read today, and they refuse to read it. So. I know, we'll figure it out, man. I got to go to commercial. We'll be right back in just a second. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life ever. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. 
Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. To the KRRP radio show We made history tonight folks Just gotta let you guys know man B.I.G. shout out to all The members of the armed services The armed forces out there B.I.G. Double B.I. Triple B.I.G. Shout out to all the members of the armed services out there Armed forces of the United States of America You guys are not forgotten The fallen have not forgotten Have not been forgotten The current are not forgotten And the soldiers of the future Will not be forgotten. Not on my watch, man. As long as I'm here, we always show you guys the proper love that you should be shown. And I really appreciate everybody for rocking with us, making history on tonight. That was B.I.G., man. The round of applause, 60 seconds, dedicated to the men and the women of the past, present, and the future of the armed forces of the United States. Definitely appreciate you guys for taking part of that. Moving along. I have on the air with me, folks, for for you guys who don't know, my man, your homie, one of the busiest men we know, Earl Phillip, chairman of the National Minority Conservative Convention, director of the Frederick Douglass Foundation in North Carolina, and uh, among other things, CEO of Innovative um, Consulting Services. Uh, man, this man is a, 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 a ranger, if I'm not mistaken. Is that that's correct, right? Correct. Okay, just want to make sure. And uh, I don't, I don't know. You got to forgive me, brother. I don't know your uh, your rank. I don't know the rank that you held, or I would have called you by that from the beginning, with with all due respect. But um, I call him Earl, Big Brother Earl, <laughs> holding us down. And um, 
Earl, you know, before the break, before we take, took any callers, man, I just wanted you to uh, kind of help some of some, myself and some of the other listeners out there um, understand what it's like being a soldier and the things that you guys go through on a day-to-day basis and, and, you know, actually having to return to civilianhood, if you will, and, uh, you know, take some of the crap that you guys take once you get home. But if you could, man, uh, explain what what's it, what's it like being a soldier on a daily basis. Well, other than, uh, you know, being a servant of God and being a husband and, uh, and father, uh, there's no better feeling than being a soldier. You know, um, during my career, started very young, took some time off, and went back in again. You know, my uh, active duty and, and reserve time, National Guard time, um, different feelings. Uh, but, you know, the end result, I felt great. You know, I had my ups and downs, uh, my trials and tribulations, of course, made some mistakes, and, you know, but um, the wheel was kept on spinning, and, um, the, the feeling is a great feeling, you know, a feeling of accomplishment, feeling of serving your country, uh, feeling of uh, keeping everybody in your nation safe. You know, people can go to sleep at night, wake up, and continue their uh, First Amendment rights, you know, all because of wow. armed services, you know, not just me, but people better than me, people like me. You know, young men and women of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Guards, Reserve, uh, they all do the same job, the same capacity, put their lives on the line so we can go to sleep at night, wake up, and continue to protest, uh, detest, you know, any mm-hmm. test, you know, anything. You know, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what our armed forces do from day one, forever and ever. We have to uh, give these young men and women uh, the props that they deserve. And they don't want it. They don't want it. They deserve it. They deserve mm-hmm. it. They earned it. Um, they love what they do. And it's, they don't do it for a paycheck. Anybody going to the military for a paycheck, you know, they been, they just went in for a foolish reason. Because the money is not great at all. <laughs> right. They do. This, is what, this is what they love to do. And I loved being in the Army. You know, the Army was uh, very great to me. I, there's not a day go by mm-hmm. that I don't talk about the Army. You know, I wow. go on a basketball court, go on a gym, you know, go. I give speeches, you know, go attend different meetings, mm-hmm. my consulting, mentoring, everything that I have going on uh, six days a week, I talk about military, talk about the Army. And uh, and we all we we're all brothers and sisters. Anybody that has been in the service, you know, when we run into each other, we see stickers on vehicles, um, we we greet each other and treat each other with respect because we know what we we've been into. Now, not everybody been through the same training. You know, yeah. I was in the infantry. You know, so uh, you know, not everybody been through that same training, but we all serve the common good, which is United States of America. We serve at the uh, privilege of the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. And we understand that we took an oath to defend this country for, from foreign and domestic enemies. And that's what we do until the day we die. Wow. This is, uh, I saw a story recently about, uh, I believe it was a Marine 
who was uh, discharged because he posted something about the president online. And, um, you know, whether we agree or disagree with the president, I, I'm not I'm not even going to get on that tonight. I was just wondering if you had saw the story and, and you know, how would you feel about something like that, Earl? Or how, how, do, how do you feel about something like that? Well, you know, the POTUS or the president of the United States, whether we agree or disagree, uh, he's our leader. We mm-hmm. are led by the civilian uh, population of this country. Um, we do what he says, no matter what, unless it falls under an unlawful order. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm telling you, frankly, you know, I think we have personally me, I'm not speaking for anybody else but Earl, mm-hmm. I don't think we have the right person in the White House, but you better believe it is guaranteed that I give him the due respect of the President of the United States. You know, I will voice my I will voice my opinion about him and any other leader that, you know, that I, you know, have you know have dealt with or you know, or, or you know, I mean Bush, Bush was in there, let him have it as well. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. It's like being on a football team. The quarterback, he throw an interception, he's gonna hear it from the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, he does his, his five, three to five step drop back and he falls down and fumbles the ball, he's gonna hear about it from the rest of the team. Okay, but when everybody gets back up and get out of that huddle, you better believe that quarterback is going to be well protected and well supported by his team against sure. the other team. And that's the same way with the President of the United States. I don't agree with him. You know, I don't. I don't agree with him at all. But don't don't uh, insult him. Don't let no other country or anybody else try try to uh, do anything negative because then I'm going to do my job. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I mean, and that's just the way it goes. And you know what? But he, he's going back from something that what you said. It's common sense. It's common sense. You know, we have the God-given right to voice our opinion, exercise our constitutional right to say whatever, you know, we deem necessary about the president, about the country, his cabinet, or the job that he's doing. But at the end of the day, he's still the president. You know, it's just like, you know, I have a 20-year-old son, and he told me, you know, Dad, I appreciate you and Mom, the way you, you guys brought me up. I didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it whatsoever. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, I can't tell you how to raise me. You mm-hmm. raise me how you think best possible, and That's it's up right. to me to go along with it. If I don't like it, then I leave. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and that was one of the brightest things and best things he's ever said to me. <laughs> He didn't like the way I raised him. He didn't like the way I raised him, but he gave me respect and did what he was supposed to do. And when he got strong enough and out on his own, he he took off, which is great because that's how I raised him. Yeah, You're not going under my roof for all your life. But you know, I like that. I, I'm rambling. I'm rambling here. No, you're good. But, um, you're good because that, this is this is what it's all about. That this is this is a realistic conversation. Like, man, when I when I bring people on the show. I do ask tough questions, you know, and and I like people, for people to be free, and I love for people to random because this is real life. You know, it's not all about talking points. It's not all about a cue card. This is what we do, yeah. brother, and, and I appreciate you. This is beautiful. This lets the listeners know that, hey, you know, Earl's keeping it real, and, and this is keeping it real with Pudgy. So, you know, you ramble on as, as much as you need to. But I, I do want to ask you a question, um, and, and, and I want my listeners to actually uh, get this book. 
that you were telling me about. But I want you to tell them a little bit about the book, if you will. Uh, you know, maybe just what the book is about, because I, you didn't write it. I, I didn't write it. It's, it's, this is not, you know, this is not somebody trying to sell a book here, folks, but it's definitely a good book that you should get. It's a book that you should read. So, you know, let them know a little bit about this book that you told me about, Earl, because I don't have the title of it and I want it. <laughs> sure. It's, uh, you know, I've read many books, but this book is a true real life story of a Navy SEAL and action that he did for our country in the fight against terrorism. Uh, his name is Marcus Cottrell. name of the book, his book is called Lone Survivor. What this book does, it tells about Marcus, picks up his life um, right after high school where what he wanted to do was become a Navy SEAL. So him and his brother were trained by an ex-special um, operations soldier down in Texas. And then he went to, uh, he joined the Navy, Marcus Cottrell, joined the Navy and went to Buzz training, basic underwater demolition survival school for uh, uh, the Navy. He became a SEAL, um, did all his training. A couple of years later, uh, he found himself in Afghanistan. So it was him and five other uh, Navy SEALs went out on a mission. This mission was postponed uh, about three times. When they uh, when they went out on the mission, finally, they uh, they were snooping and pooping or doing some surveillance. Um, and while they were hidden out in the mountains of Afghanistan, and if you, you know anything about terrain over there, um, some trees are mostly rock. Um, this kid. And, you know, this kid came up and saw them, so he walked right up on them. So they had no choice but to grab the kid because that kid would have ran back and told mom and dad, hey, I just saw some, some white-skinned guys. Um, they're not from around here. Uh, so they had to grab the kid. And, you know, their mission, they were going to capture uh, a high-value target. Um, in one of the nearby villages where they were watching. So they had to make a decision with the kid. Do we kill the kid or do we let the kid go? Well, first, if we let the kid go, he's definitely going to go back and tell folks, and then half of Afghanistan going to come looking for uh, six Navy SEALs, mm. five or six Navy SEALs. And uh, it was five, five Navy SEALs. And they said, well, we can kill him. But if we kill him, his body's going to get discovered and it's going to be all over Al Jazeera. And the first thing is going to, you know, the uh, the civilian part of the, the military is going to say, who did we have in that area and why are they killing children? Wow. So you're right. So, you know, they're caught between a very big rock and a hard place. Uh, one, he, he even said, hey, I'll slit his throat throw, and, and throw him off the mountain or we'll just throw him off the mountain and, you know, he'll die. Or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be propaganda once the kid's body is found. So they made the decision, you know, we're not kid killers. We're Americans. We protect children of all races, uh, all religions. We protect children. We don't kill children. Um, they wanted to uh, bound, bound him and, and, you know, but they then he'd come dead away because they have to be able to move very fast. So they let the kid go. Say so, so done. Here comes a few hundred uh, insurgents, uh, 
Taliban, Afghanis, you know, a mixture of the bad guys. I'll just call them bad guys. Mm-hmm. Here come the bad guys. So these uh, five Navy steels start fighting these guys off and, uh, you know, falling off a cliff, getting shot, you know, you know, just playing hero, trying to bound away, you know, um, make a long story short, four out of five were killed. Um, wow. The fifth one, yeah, the fifth one fell off. Marcus Cottrell fell off of three, four different sections of the mountains, losing most of his equipment. You know, these guys go out on a mission. They go out on a mission, a three-day mission, three- to five-day mission. They only they pack about two days' worth of supplies, and the rest is ammunition. Um, so, anyway, he fell, you know, off a mountain, off a mountain, off a mountain, um, shooting, getting shot at. Uh, he was broken up pretty bad, hurt his back. He stumbled into a cave. He backed up into the cave, and every bad guy that popped in the mouth of that cave, he popped him off, and you know, killing dozens upon dozens upon dozens. Um, anyway, certain things happened. He ended up in a village. In the village, um, they have this thing called Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki is uh, is a um, term that they use, basically giving anybody. Uh, uh, just giving them, you know, you, you can't mess with this guy. This guy has been claimed under low-key, and you can't mess with him. So he was in a village, beat up pretty bad, got dysentery from the bad water, and he was in a pretty bad way. Uh, the bad guy, T, coming in, uh, beating him up, torturing him, cutting him, did everything but blew him up and shot him. Um, wow. Yeah, so, you know, the villagers felt sorry for him. They knew where the American base was. It was a two-day walk away. So one of the oldest guys in the village who would not bring um, extra attention said he will walk, and he did. He walked two days um, to the Americans uh, to let them know that, hey, we got your guy. But within that two days, it was a big uh, monsoon uh, Crazy wind, thunderstorms, and rain. It rained for the, the, the second day, all of the second day. So they said, there's no way this old man could make it today. He probably got killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was that. The weather was that bad. It, it was a monsoon, okay? So anyway, the, the bad guys, you know, their patience wore out, and they come to get um, Marcus Cottrell. And, you know, the guys that were taking care of him in there, um, said, you know, these guys about to come and get you. It's about two to three hundred of them, and they want you because you and your friends killed off a hundred or so of them, and they want blood, and they want they want your blood, white American. They want to come and get you. So he's like, oh my god, he's trying. He can't walk because they beat the shit out of him. So excuse me, they beat him up. So <laughs> yeah, bad. go ahead. Okay, they beat him up so bad he cannot walk. Um, he had dysentery. He lost, you know, about 15, 20% of his body weight. Um, and he's been there for uh, maybe a little over a week, if I remember right. But anyway, after the monsoons uh, passed, come through the door is a black officer, Army officer, with about five or six heavily armed uh, individuals soaking wet. The black man, uh, uh, he's a young black captain, airborne ranger, 
brought his uh, brought a ranger platoon. The old man did make it back and let him know. Uh, but what we don't know is when um, Marcus and his Navy SEAL, they try to call in, and they, they didn't get any reception. Well, they did. They were heard, and they had sent out uh, a chopper, a helicopter, full of Navy SEALs to rescue them. This mm-hmm. is when all of them were alive. Right. But that helicopter was shot down, killing every, killing 12 Navy SEALs. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. So they tried it again. When that old man came back, they tried it again, and uh, they sent out a Chinook helicopter with a platoon size full of airborne rangers. And the rangers uh, trekked through the, the woods and over the mountains and cliffs and everything. It was caught out there in that monsoon for two days. After the monsoon was over, here Ooh. they come. They popped up at the village to rescue Marcus Cottrell. Oh. And Marcus Cottrell is going, he is really going off saying, you know, there's two to 300 insurgents out there, and they're about to come in, and they're going to come and kill us. Tell your men to be prepared. <laughs> and as calm as anything, that captain, young black captain, that ranger, he said, don't worry, Navy SEAL, we got this. <laughs> and, uh, right. And, and then he turned to his radio man and said, tell everybody, make sure that they're on point. And that's what he did. So, you know, they, they, they oh, took Marcus Cottrell. Yeah, they took Marcus Cottrell and they humped him out of there and put him on a helicopter and um, sent him back. But, you know, I, trust me when I tell you that I did not give this book any justice. That's just a short, brief uh, part of it. Got to get the book. It's called Alone Survivor by Marcus Cottrell, C-U-T-R-E-L-L. You, I read that book in two sittings. Wow. You cannot put that it good. down. Not given, I've given my copy of that, of that book to about three different people, my son included, <laughs> and they yeah. all read it, and they absolutely loved it. But, you know, you you got to be a lover of uh, the military and special operations and the things that they do. You know, uh, the special operations that went in and, and got Osama bin Laden and, and all those high-value targets, not yeah. conventional forces, but people like Rangers, U.S. Army, Special Forces, which are the Green Berets, Delta Force, Navy SEAL, Air Force Combat Controller, Air Force PJs, Marine Recon, uh, and the list just goes on and on. These guys are the spearhead of the tip of the spear. They're tip of the spear, best of the best of the best. Um, and I still deal with these guys today. Some of my, uh, a couple of my good friends who still stationed at um, Fort Bragg, uh, Green Berets in, in the Special Forces, I uh, talk to them often. If mm-hmm. I don't talk to them, then, you know, we email each other, um, you know, text each other just to find out how they're doing. Man, if if I read off one of these guys' resumes to you, it would absolutely blow your mind. Buddy. Oh, yeah? Oh, mm-hmm. my God, yes. And I used to be around these guys all the time. But when I read, you know, resumes or just have conversation with these guys, um, you know, it's it's super incredible. It, it, it just it warms me up, makes me want to cry. I'm so proud, so proud of them, so proud of our country. Sure. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a great feeling to know that we have people like this that put their lives on the line so we can have conversations like this on the radio. Mm-hmm. So we can get up. Hmm, do I want to go to McDonald's or KFC? Mm-hmm. You know, so we so 
we can get up and say that damn president or that damn Pelosi or or whatever. So we can say that because you know you can't you don't have those rights in a lot of countries now. You I get understand. Up, you go to Cuba and say that damn Fidel Castro. Go to North Korea. Go to Iran. Go and 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 mouth off of their dictator and see what happens to you. You know so. People, we, we need to be grateful, and we need to applause, and we need to thank all the armed forces, all, you know, every soldier, veterans, active duty, um, and their families, and we need to thank them. I, am thank, I don't think there is a day in the week that, go by, that goes by where somebody is not Facebooking me, Twitter, email, on the street, or calling me, telling me thank you for my service, and I feel you know, hey, you know, I, I hey, I appreciate it, but you know, there's ton, there's millions, hundreds, and thousands of folks that still are doing it now that needs to be thanked. You know, I, I mean, I want to give a shout out to to uh, to North Carolina State Police because every time I get pulled over and they see the army stickers on my vehicle and they ask me and I tell them, yeah, you know, I, I used to be in the army, you know, you have a great day. Just remember to slow down. Thank you, sir. Wow. You know, so there's people out there thanking us. Definitely. Sure. You know, law enforcement, oh, law enforcement, uh, treated, treats us very, very great. Very great. And so I definitely just want to give a shout out to all the state police out there, North Carolina state police. No doubt, man. That, and that's how it's supposed to be done too. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can be jealous if you want, but I, I, I agree, man. I think you guys, you know, should be equivalent to a king and a queen. I mean, if you look at if you look at all the history, right, of of the world, if you look at how the great warriors were treated, you know what I mean? Even even back to yep. the to the pagan days of the, the Roman the Roman yep. Empire, you know, look at how they treated their knights and you know, look how they treated their soldiers. They enshrined them. For God's sake, yep. so um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like the military doesn't get their just due, Earl. And I'll probably always feel like that until you guys get some kind of special privilege that that stands up above the world, you know. And it, it probably will never happen. And like you said before, a lot of you guys don't even care for all that, but you know, that's just how I, that's just how I feel. Actually, I want to give a shout out to the Starbucks and uh. Atlanta, Georgia, they're actually working on something where the military would get all of their uh, coffee, I think coffee and a, and a Danish or something for free. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to them. I think they're working, working, trying to do it at all the airports in, um, in the U.S. So shout out to those folks over there at Starbucks. Well, you know, I, I am definitely, um, definitely excited about some of the things that we're doing with National Veterans Republican Association, um, National Minority Conservative Convention, the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Uh, everywhere I go, I give a lot of speeches, and everywhere I go, people associate me with the military, mm-hmm. and they you know, and they want to know what can they do to help. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually one of my uh, you know partners, uh, Sharon Peterson. She's a volunteer at Charlotte Bridge Home, and what mm-hmm. they do, they help military veterans coming off of Afghanistan, excuse me, coming off of uh, military duty and uh, combat theater, Afghanistan, Kuwait, or, or wherever they are, mostly Afghanistan right now, and help them to get reestablished in the civilian world. Wow. Uh, they do. I, yeah, I attended one of their events, and I almost cried. They do so much for these uh, young men and women, you know. And you know, 
we who have, you know, uh, offerings that we can, you know, we can give, we need to look out for these the private nonprofit organizations and, and throw them a bone. Throw them a $10, $100, whatever you could afford, right? you know, and you know, and help them out because these young men and women coming back from from the theater, they're they're not being helped as much as we think. That's and right. A lot of these guys back legless with uh, you know uh, trap no you know armless you know um, with the PTSD and and all other type of uh, illnesses, mental mm-hmm. uh, mental illnesses. Uh, physical ailments and everything, and, and they need our help. We cannot turn our back on them whatsoever. You know, but you, what I would like you to do is to set up a fund where people could, you know, donate money um, for military folks, and, and let's see, and I'll be more than happy to work with you to, to get that money to Charlotte Bridge Home or other, you know, there's hundreds of military, uh, a private nonprofit organization out here helping military folks. You know, uh, I, I we are actually sponsoring. We're going to be sponsoring one military officer coming on. He's going to be retiring uh, after 17 years. Uh-huh. He uh, he has been blown up so many times. He has titanium all through his body. Jeez. He cannot go back to combat. The army said, "I'm sorry, but we cannot send you back to combat after 90 plus missions. Okay, after wow. deployment." Deployment after deployment, he can't go back. So he has no choice either work behind a desk or retire. So he's going to be retiring. And um, the Army is all he knows. That, that's what he did. The Army trained him to take care of his country, and that's what he did. So we're going to be helping this young man, um, you know, to get uh, uh, realigned and reestablished in the civilian world. Wow. And, uh, he's He's in Fort Bragg, and he's going to be uh, relocating to Charlotte probably in about uh, another two through about three months. You know, so it, it's going to it's going to do a lot. We have to get out there, and you know, we have to uh, get with the businesses to see and and the public to see. You know, uh, what can they do to help? Um, so you know, we set this gentleman up with a with a job and a place to stay, and and you know, show him and the military that you know what. We care. We absolutely care, and we won't turn our backs on you. You didn't turn your backs on us, and we won't turn our backs on you. That's beautiful, man. That, that's a beautiful thing. That, that's something I would definitely be willing to do as well. Uh, maybe we can come up with some sort of fund uh, from the Frederick Douglass Foundation in North Carolina, I think, and uh, you know, apply it that way or funnel it that way. But whatever we can do, um, we will do. You know, we'll definitely give it a shot, Earl. I'll, I'll get with you, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know of a way or the best way, you know, appropriate to, to handle this. Um, I would like for it to be where I wouldn't have to handle any funds. I, I try my best to keep things clear that way. So I, yeah. I, I think that that will be the easiest way for me and for other people. So that would take all the question out of it, and, and I wanted to make sure that um, whomever we're getting, whomever we're giving to, gets every single penny, every single cent. And, um, yep. you know, there's a lot of organizations out there, unlike yourselves, who only give a percentage of, you know, what they take. So, you know, what they what they generate. So I'd like to be able to set up some sort of charity or some sort of of, uh, of directive that I can send people to and tell them, hey, you know, give five dollars, give ten dollars, a hundred dollars. What, what, what you can afford, any little bit counts. 
you know, and I, and I deal with a lot of kids too. And kids are very free spirited. They're very loving individuals and, and kids will give their last five cents to help somebody. So, you know, maybe we oh, can yeah. do a penny drive, a nickel drive, a quarter drive, kind of, kind of like what I'm doing with, I love being a black father where we're doing a quarter drive and, uh, you know, we donated to helping kids get, uh, sneakers or clothing for school and what may have you. So, you know, we'll get together on that, Earl. I think that would be a great thing, man. Okay. Well, you know, for starters, you know, you listen, they can look up, go ahead and Google Charlotte Bridge Home and, you know, go on their website, and if they want to give anything they can, um, you know, that would be a good start. Charlotte Bridge Home? Charlotte Bridge Home. Yep. That's Charlotte Bridge Home, folks, for all the listeners out there. And uh, we'll get we'll get that out there on the Twitter, won't we, John? We'll get that out there on the Twitter and we'll get that out there on the Facebook so folks can know more about it and they can look it up, Google it, donate, show some love to these soldiers out here who's showing love to us. And, uh, you know, it, I think it's a beautiful thing that that people can actually come together and do something positive for these soldiers with all the negative stuff that they have to face. I mean, if, if you look at it for, for what it stands, you know, they don't get a lot of assistance, especially guys who are deployed you know, there's there's not a lot of assistance that these guys get these these men and these young men and women, and um, you know any little bit will help. So you know I challenge you listeners out there. You know you guys are big in my book. You know to donate maybe a nickel, get with your job. If you guys can get together and get a lotto ticket, you know get together and maybe donate fifty bucks. You know between five or ten of you. You know like we said, every little bit helps. This is not a telethon. We. <laughs> You know we're not up we're not up here trying to you know uh, telethon folks and get you guys to start giving it. This is not what this show represents. But hey, you know while we're on the topic, and if you can't give, let's give a little bit, man. You give and be blessed, and, and I feel like God will take care of you. God will definitely bless you. Give give freely. Um, Earl, we got another caller here, but I, I know I've held you longer than the time that we should keep you. But if you don't mind, let's take this one more caller, and we're off the air here in 15 minutes. If you don't mind. Oh, I got all night. Which for you, buddy? All right, let's take another caller here out of the 314. Um, you're the only 314 caller on the air. You're on the air with Pudgy and Earl Phillip. May I help you? Yeah, I was going to ask Earl, what type of treatment is veterans getting today? You know, going back, that is getting by the United States government and the Department of Veterans Affairs because as far as I can remember back, having come through the Vietnam area, veterans mm-hmm. have been treated like dogs mm-hmm. and it's been despicable. And I understand that even in these wars that we've seen, because these wars that we have today, you have more veterans coming back with all sorts of uh, imperatives, I guess because you're able to uh, deliver to them a treatment faster than in any other time before. But uh, we're talking about handicaps and long-time psychological and neurological damage. But if history plays itself out the way veterans are treated in America, do we see this continuing on or is it getting better? Well, you know, first of all, I appreciate your service. And, you know, the veterans are, you know, of uh, the Vietnam era uh, did not get treated very well at all. Um, It's the total opposite today, though, as a whole. Uh, Veterans coming off of uh, combat theater are getting treated uh, they're open arms. They're you know they're getting treated you know with applause and instead of being spit on like you guys were. You guys were um, an abomination. You know so the baby boomers said back then. Um, but 
today, the veterans are being treated really well, of course. You know, technology has changed, times change. As we move forward, things get better. What was the country, what was this, this country if, you know, things remained the same and got worse? As far as the uh, the ailments, physical and mental, um, that's always going to be there, you know, except for the treatment. They're getting treated. Um you know, I, I can't I really can't answer how the treatment is going or anything like that. You know, I'm only giving you what I see and what I'm being told. You know, veterans are, you know, they're happier. They're not getting abused. Of course, you're going to have the ones or two psychos out there who are totally against the Army, totally against the war, and totally against the country. But for the most part, you know, veterans are getting their due diligence for doing an outstanding job for the country. Hmm. What, what, well, let me ask you, sir, what um, what are you seeing? And if, like I said, first, let me thank you for actually being a veteran and actually uh, serving the country. But I, I wanted to ask you, what, what are you seeing out here that, that we may need to talk about, that we may need to get out? Because I'm definitely willing to talk about things in, in hopes to improve if there's areas to improve in. But, you know, well, what the veterans, yeah. So, you know, what the veterans want when they come back, they want to be able to come back to, uh, a place where, you know, they can have a place to lay their head down and medical treatment. That's all they want. They want to be able to come back to survive and to get along um, in society as a civilian. Um, and, and they're getting that. I'm, I'm not really hearing much complaint. Um, now, last year or about a year and a half or so ago, where the government almost passed a mandate saying that, the uh, the veterans will have to pay for their own medical treatment coming off of theater. Uh, yeah, the country went to bat or went to bat for the veterans, and that was uh, wow. voted down or, or thrown out or anything like that. Yeah, and that's that's all we could have said was, "Wow, are you serious?" You know, being in the military is a privilege. Okay, it's it's strictly volunteer. You want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we put our lives on the line because we want to. Nobody has to tell us that. Mm-hmm. But therefore, just like back in Vietnam, you know, and now even though Vietnam, the uh, draft was uh, instituted, veterans want to make sure they come home to lay their heads down peacefully and get the medical treatment um, that they so very well deserve. Those are the two biggest things. Of course, they got some ins and outs in there, but those are the two biggest things, and it is happening. You know, it might not be as happening as fast as you know it should be, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope so because, like, as I said before, you, you know, you made a point. Well, we was we was during a draft period where we was forced to go, and I have a friend I'm not, that. Uh, he was so sick that all he done was walk up and down the street all day long. And his illness, they would not associate his illness with his uh, time he spent in the, in the service. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there have been many cases like that when uh, veterans are suffering from the ill effects of whatever, whether it's the shots or it's the coming in contact with the ominous and the uh, after effects of explosions, whether it's depleted uranium or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. birth defects, and uh, you know, producing children that has uh, all sorts of birth defects. But uh, 
when they complain and try to bring these cases uh, to the forefront, they are denied and say it's just uh, it's not what you say it is. But uh, anyway, I'm going to continue to listen, and, and uh, hopefully things do get better. We definitely. Uh, thank, thanks for calling, sir, too. I appreciate you calling. And, and, and I agree with you. I think th- th- there's always room for improvement. I think uh, in, in contrast, though, you know, from Vietnam compared to now, um, some of those things have changed uh, in 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 large part, in, in great proportions. Um, one thing that I wish that could improve, though, Earl, and maybe you can speak on this, is the the time from which uh, um, soldiers come from war from the war zone to home. Um, you know, I know of several cases where where people, you know, they come immediately from the war zone to the states. You know, home with their family. And from what I understand, with my whole family uh, being prior military, um, that's quite that's quite the change up. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that uh, there's a lot of work needed, I think, when it comes to you know leaving the war zone or even being near the war zone, the combat zone, um, coming home. So I I would love to see that if we could get back to the point where there's more uh, uh, debriefing going on. You know, more time added into that. And, and and I could be wrong. Maybe there is more time now and, and maybe the cases that I speak of are one offs. Earl? Yeah, you know, so you know, I have a good friend of mine and um she's uh she's a major in the army and she just came home from Afghanistan. Uh well actually when she came home she was a captain and then she's only came uh, she's been here since since February. Um and then she was promoted to major. And being promoted to major means she had to go to a different unit. And guess what? Mm-hmm. That unit scheduled to go to Afghanistan right. And, uh, in September. So she's going to be going back to Afghanistan in September oh without even being home for a year. Now, she can deny that, and she would have to get out. But, you know, after speaking to her and uh, having some great conversation with her, she said she's in it to win it. And, you know, she's a black girl from the country in, in North Carolina, and I'm so very proud of her. Her fiancé is my best friend. We just about grew up together, and um, she said she's in it to win it. And okay. I, I absolutely love that and give her great respect. But, um, yeah, it, it really depends. You know, the uh, the military have managers who uh, decide what units, you know, from – you know, goes and comes back and how long they stay. It depends on the mission. It depends on the mission and it depends on the uh, upper echelon leaders. So I really can't speak to you. I'm not privy to any of that information. But oh, I would no like doubt. to see the guys. Yeah, I would like to see the guys come home, um, you know, mission accomplished and bring everybody home and, you know, and do whatever is necessary. But cutting and running, you know, without the mission being complete, uh, to me it's it's out of the question. Um, well, well, is is you know speaking on that is Afghanistan. Let me ask you, man, because I've read so many things. You know, I've I've got a I spoke to a couple of senators about this. Sat in their office, talked to them face to face. And let me ask you about Afghanistan. Is Afghanistan is that mission complete? Have we done everything that we can do for those folks? In in your uh, expertise or your opinion, if if you will. Okay. Okay, so you know that that's a touchy subject, and it is. you asked a multi multi part question there. Yeah, I did. Have yeah, I did. have we 
Is the mission complete? No. Have okay. we done everything that we can do for them? No. Um, are we a very large percentage way there? Yeah. So, you know, holistically, the number one mission is to train them where they could do it themselves. Basically, right. we basically don't give them the fish. Teach them how to fish. That's right. So you can they can continue catching their own fish. So that's what we're doing over there. We have our special ops and, you know, and other folks over there training them to take care of themselves. At the same time, we, you know, we're giving them water, water desal units and, you know, irrigation systems and sewage things and food and, you know, being humanitarians, with, which America does that better than anybody else on this planet. Sure. Uh, but at the same time now, we're stopping the powers that be who does not want us to do this for those folks um, mm -hmm. in, in the name of different religion. Uh, we're trying to fight them as well. That will never end. That is a forever and ever and ever war because it's only a few hundred thousand of us, and they got millions upon millions of them. Mm -hmm. So it, it's like fighting a leak. Either you're going, you know, instead of putting – duct tape around a leak where pressure is going to, you know, make a leak somewhere else, you got to cut the whole pipe off and put a new pipe in there. Right. We, we can't do that because then we're going to look like the bad guys, and we would be the bad guys for that. We need to go ahead, and this is all Earl. No one's told me this is my own personal opinion. Gotcha. Being, okay. Uh, we need to go ahead and finish the training, give them the resources, come to a conclusion with their government, and then we need to go ahead and slowly transition out of there. Do we need to have a fourth base there? Yeah, you know, maybe not in Afghanistan, but in our ally countries, of course, because mm -hmm. our nation's security don't start around the East Coast or the <laughs> West Coast or down in Florida. Our right. nation's security starts abroad. That's right. And those who... Those of who think that it doesn't are sadly mistaken, and they don't have enough information. I think that's you know, a but huge misconception too uh, among folks who in in the states now who don't really understand the complexity of the situation of of uh, national security. Um, a lot of people really believe that you know our security ends at our borders, and that we can protect our whole nation from within our borders. Um, Wait. That's just not true. <laughs> you know, right. plainly put, it's it's just not true. So, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is in Afghanistan. I don't know. Um, you know, I've I've read several articles and, and, and that, that doesn't put the truth to the to the to the paper. You know, just reading articles will never put me uh where I need to be. I'll never be versed enough to really talk about this conversation or talk about the right. Afghanistan deal intellectually and, and truthfully. I will never be able to do that. But um, you know, from what I understand is that uh, uh that government now per se does and, and the people and I, and I won't say all people, there's a certain degree of people that just don't want us there. But we have to be there um because of our own security and theirs as well. So That's right. I don't I don't know about it. I'm looking for someone who can say, you know, here's a here's the plan, here's the timeline, and if we don't get this done within this time, we, here's the additional timeline, and and this is the end of the day. And I just don't know if that's possible, Earl. And and I think that's what the American people are looking for, though. 
Yeah, I don't think, you know, again, you know, we are not privy to all the intel. Sure. You know, we just be to what, you know, veterans coming back tell us or what we see on the news. But um, I, I think that what you said is right. Define why we're over there. Once that definition is over, start to transition out. Yeah. You know, is that war, fighting those guys, fighting those guys, uh, will never end. It will never end. It's too many of them because they are coming across the border. And if you look at, you know, look up your your almanac or not the almanac, but, but you know, Google population of Asia, <laughs> of India, of all anything that ends in Stan over there. You know, you have people coming from all over the Middle East to fight the Americans. And, and you know, and I think what we're doing over there is is good. It's humanitarian work, and, you know, uh, it just it, it has to happen. We, we as Americans, the number one thing we do, we take care of human beings. We protect human beings. It ain't too many folks on this planet that can say that. You know, a lot of the country is in turmoil, and... Um, and they think that we shouldn't be playing police, but I, I beg to differ. But, you know, that's just Earl's thinking. Going to a call out of the 404. Caller, you on the air with Earl and Pudgy. How are you this evening? 404, you are on the air. You're the only 404 in the call on the air. Okay, well, maybe you didn't want to make a comment, and that's fine, too. Um, you know, maybe you just wanted to listen. Earl, you know, I think, but but really... I just want to be clear, though, to all the listeners out there. I think that and we got two minutes to go before the show's over, man. But I just want to be real clear. I think most of the American people are looking for some specific, some something stable, not even specific, just something stable that defines why we're there, how long we're going to be there, a backup plan in case we run over in that time, and and maybe uh, end all be all. You know, and, and yeah. I, I think if we had that from from our leader, uh, you know, um, the president, I think that things will be a lot better, and and most of us will feel better about the situation. We see some into it, even if we had to have a base, you know, outside of the country. Um, you know, we're accustomed to that. We've been doing that for years. Not saying that that's right, not saying that it's wrong, but it's what we've been doing. Listen, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You definitely big in my book. All the listeners out there, I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Earl Phillips right here. You guys, Earl, let them know how to find you, brother. You can look me up. You can send me an email at ephillip, E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P, at tfdf.org. That's ephillip, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, at tangofoxtrotdeltafoxtrot.org. Hey, Pudge, before I go, can I give a couple of shout-outs? I just want to give a quick shout-out to Dan Forrest, uh, next lieutenant governor of North Carolina. He is the man. He really, really is. What yes, a nice guy. Never met a nicer person. Man, you got to do more shout-outs than that. I always ask folks to give shout-outs on this show, brother. You got to do better than oh, that. Well, hey, I mean, I have a list <laughs> right here. I also want to shout-out um, Dr. Mike Beitler, running for Secretary of State, Dr. Yeah. John Whitley, running for District 8 Congress, and Mr. Jack Brosh, running for District 12, uh, Kevin Daniels, Frederick Douglass Foundation, Tim Johnson, Frederick Douglass Foundation, Sharon Peterson, and Dennis Peterson of uh, Caution Tea Party Group here in Charlotte. And, of course, you know, I uh, would like to give a shout-out to my wife and my children, um, Andrew and Elanese, and uh, everybody here in Mecklenburg County for accepting Earl 
uh, coming into their uh, into their living rooms or telephones or or wherever. Um, I really appreciate everybody, and I have much love for folks. Elanise, huh? Elanise. E apostrophe Lenise. That's that stands for that's my name. She is uh the girl out of many boys. The only girl. She so is Princess. So so that's that's what y'all call princess around the house? Yeah, we call her princess. That is exactly you know, I mean she's turning eight tomorrow. Tomorrow's her birthday. And uh she's going she's going from princess straight to queen. Yeah, shout out to the princess. I've never heard you call her Elanese. You told me her name, but you always say princess when I talk to you, brother. So exactly. you know, it is what it is. Shout out to princess. Shout out to your family, too, man. I definitely appreciate you rocking with us, Earl, man. This is B.I.G. to me, and we got to have you back on, brother. Anytime. Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks, buddy. Take care, bro. All right, goodbye. So that's Earl Phillip, folks. You know, you can find him also on Twitter, E.L. Phillip at symbol E.L. Phillip on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook. The man's all over the globe. Give him a call. Give him an email. Give him a shout-out. Also want to highlight the Frederick Douglass Foundation, man, of North Carolina, my president, Tay, Kevin Daniels, and also the chairman, um, both of them, actually, uh, Dean Nelson and my man, Timothy Johnson, president of the, I'm sorry, chairman and founders of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They're always B.I.G., always working all over the globe, they do their thing, folks. And I, and you know what? Actually, um, something that's happened with the Frederick Douglass Foundation lately is that uh, we're trying to get more members. We're looking for more people to be active out there. We want you guys to go out. We want you to speak to your community leaders, speak to your state leaders, speak to your federal leaders, send your emails, your phone calls, and what may have you. So I want you guys to go to the website. That's tfdf.org the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and I want you guys to join me, Tim, Dean, Kevin, and also my man Earl, who was just on the line here. I want you guys to join us in this fight, man, to help prevent this country from being overrun with too much government, too many regulations. It's anti-God. It's anti-Christ belief. I want you guys to fight with us, man, because we can't do this alone. We need more numbers, and we need more people uh, actually working in the communities and, and, and talking amongst each other. Because, you know, just like I said at the beginning of the show, you got to understand this, this ideal out here. There's so many people delivering false information, so many people bringing the wrong information to the forefront. There's so many people sharing the wrong information, and we can't stand for it. We got to do better. We got to do a better job of being informed. We got to be, do a better job of taking care of our family and making sure our families are informed and then go out and inform our neighbors our co-workers, and everybody else. We can't just stand here and, and, and let a so-called uh, so-called leader inform everybody. You know, the leaders are gone, everybody. If you don't know by now, the leaders are gone. There are no more leaders. You can forget about the leaders. We are the leaders that we're looking for today. You're the leaders that we're looking for. I'm a leader that we're looking for. Your neighbor and everybody involved, everybody who cares about our community, who cares about our kids, who cares about our family, cares about everybody that they interact with, everybody that they encounter, people that believe in Christ and hold Christ's principles true. We are the new leaders. And if we can't get together and touch and agree and pray on some things and talk about these things that are going on, even legislatively, that means even within our government, even within the laws, we're not doing ourselves any fair justice, folks. We can't leave it into the hands of the so-called leaders. So I'm here to tell you now, the leaders are gone. We got to do the job ourselves. So get up. 
get involved. Go to tfdf.org, join the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and get with like-minded individuals who are out here to protect our stakes. we got to protect ourselves and protect our lives, folks. I'm going to a caller out of the 404. Last 3505. i got a couple of 404 callers on here. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. You can hear me? Okay. Hey, Pudgy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? All right. It's T-Mont, man. T-Mont. What's up, brother? <laughs> you got it. I had your mute before, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get to the button, man. <laughs> Quick draw. Yeah, we just uh, got back home, and uh, you know, from uh, Easter Easter dinner, or shall I say, Resurrection Celebration dinner. Yes, sir. And uh, I saw the email come through, so I called the tail end of your show, and uh, that was uh, pretty interesting. I wish I had caught it earlier, but uh, you you keep doing what you do, man. I just wanted to applaud you and uh, let you know that you're doing a great job. We appreciate it. Hey man, I you know I'm I'm a believer in Tmont. I'm a follower, and um, I'm always paying attention to what you got going on. First of all, let me say thank you, and um, I I really appreciate your shout outs because you're a busy guy yourself, brother. And uh, Minister yeah. Tmont has another show coming on for you folks who haven't called him yet. You got to let these people know about this show, man, because I, I I might be more excited than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about all that, but uh, hey man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be honest with you. This cat out of London um, named Rudy mm-hmm. called me up and um, asked me what I'd be interested in uh, doing a show for them to uh, put out over the, the web and to uh, market to uh, local. TV and radio stations, and I said, you know, it, 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 of course I would. Be, you know, so bring it on. I'm, I'm ready. You know. Bring it on. It, it, it's, it's what you do already. So okay. So so tell us uh, now. Now everybody out there, you guys, if you don't know already, Tmont does Drive Time, and you can catch that on uh, on, on uh, YouTube, and you can also catch yeah. links on Twitter. T M O T O F G A. T-Mont of Georgia. Check that out on Twitter at Simple Before That, by the way. Um, also, you can catch the same thing on YouTube. Look up T-M-O-T and search it. You'll find it. But tell the folks, if if you don't mind, just for a brief second, I know you just called to show some love, but you know I got a couple minutes. So let the folks know what drive time is so when they see the show, they'll understand what, what this is in, in uh, contrary to. Right. Um, drive time started four years ago. March 24th, in an effort to bring awareness into the black community about issues that kind of bury our heads in the sand on. So originally, most of my earlier videos were addressed to, you know, black people, uh, black women, black men, uh, and I was listening to black folk, and some people took offense to that. Uh, even some white folks, hey man, this message would work for anybody. <laughs> May have so, but you know, I'm I'm speaking to folks in the black community because we have some other issues that we need to deal with. And then that kind of morphed into giving advice. I've, I've given so much fatherly advice, big brother advice, you know, uh, that I, I can't even count it. So you'll see a lot of videos out there uh, where they start out, dear T-Mont. Mm-hmm. and 
uh, after that, um, I got into the, the political thing. I did four years of, or eight years of George Bush, um, and I didn't recognize George Bush during the, uh, especially the last year of his presidency, and, and starting with the Patriot Act. Uh, mm. And then I then went and voted for Obama, uh, and I repented after the first year. Uh, and I said, you know what? There's so many people who are asleep at the wheel and don't miss it. And a buddy of mine that I play in the uh, rock band, Texas uh, Experience, uh, guitarist, uh, Michael Jam Smith, told me, check out Ron Paul. So I researched the man, and I was just blown away. Now, you know, I'm, I, I hope we lose you. The chances Ron Paul get it the uh, GOP nomination are going to be slim and none. I'm not saying it's impossible, slim and none. And I'm in it to win it. Sure. To win, lose, draw. However, what most folks need to understand is we have to get away from the principle of voting for the lesser of two evils. I will never, ever do that again in my life. Amen. I, I sat with my sister this afternoon, and uh, we talked about politics. I can sit down with folks, it, it, and, and when I started off by asking my sister some basic questions, uh, and she realized that she didn't have the answer and even admitted that, you know, to think about it, I voted for Obama because he's black. And I asked her, asked her a couple of simple questions. What significantly has Obama accomplished for the country? Forget about for black folks, but for the country. What significantly has he accomplished? Now, generally, people would say, well, it takes four, four years. But... Uh, she couldn't name anything, and so she mm. didn't go with, well, it takes four years. But she couldn't name anything of any significance that Obama has accomplished. Now, she tried. She wanted to go with the health care plan, but I told her this would be the first time in U.S. history that our government unconstitutionally has forced the American people to engage or uh, enter into a contract mm-hmm. to engage in commerce uh, as a mandate by the government. That's unconstitutional. The government can't force us to buy a product that we don't want to buy. That's it's right. unconstitutional. And that's what many people don't even get. But uh, after we sat there and uh, we talked, my sister said, uh, start sending me information so I can start listening for myself. And I told her the Amen. good thing is, Georgia, you know, it, it, it don't matter what you're registered as when the when the general election comes, you can go and vote for uh, Ron Paul. Because I told him, let me serve two evils should be unacceptable. And we know that Mitt Romney, that's who the GOP wants. But what they don't understand, GOP, uh, Ron, uh, Mitt Romney is is just a mirror image of Barack uh, Obama. Obama. That's it. You know, Obamacare, Romney care, both had a a punitive aspect of it if you didn't buy into those programs. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's still about force in the American people. I've been saying y'all need to wake up. Wake up. And you said it best, and I'm going to quote you. There are no more leaders in this country. No more true words have been spoken. Well, there you go, folks. That's t And uh, he brought nothing but the truth. So help us God, whether you like it or not, 
It is the truth, and you, the truth will set you free. And I feel like we are free, my brother T. Mott, so I'm going to let you go, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate right, so you coming through and showing some love. You keep doing you, and you know you're support. Hey, listen, and, uh, man, you heard about the father that got killed in California, shielding his son from some... Oh, my God. You know what? I only read... Hello, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us about that real quick, T. Mine. I, I saw that on the uh, on on the other page we, we're members of. Yeah, there's no outrage in the black community over it. That that that, that was the point I was gonna make. No outrage. So why not? Why not though? Hey, dude, it's the manipulation tactic of the press. The press oh. and we jumped on it. You know, like white on white. I ain't gonna say we, but mo- most Negroes jumped on it like white on white, and I commented. Um, on my post because I created this group called American Injustice and Black on Black Crime, he made a comment that uh, a picture of some boys with their, their drawers showing pants down to the knees. He said, uh, even if they do like, like fools, they didn't deserve to die. And even if Trayvon looked like that, he didn't deserve to die. And I said, so sick of folks talking about Trayvon. If Trayvon hadn't been killed by what the press was reporting, a white man, we wouldn't even know his name. I just went to a funeral yesterday. A, a friend of mine, 39 years old, shot in the chest and robbed for $300, leaving behind uh, a son and a daughter, an infant daughter, two years old. And guess what? They pull the Negro's name, they're on the run, and nobody will go to the police and give them the information that they need. So you know what? Christ. I'm sorry to model myself and give them that information because the boy ain't went and done the right thing. See, that's that code of silence that Negroes are caught up on, and it makes me sick. Good God Almighty, man. Wow. I don't know. You know, if we don't change this thing ourselves, T-Mont, if we don't get off our asses, all of us, as a whole, as a black country, as a black population, if we don't get off our ass, there won't be any of us left. You're right. We'll wipe each other out. I mean, I'm just saying, damn. I don't know, man. No, nobody listens when you when you talk about it like this. You know, pe- people don't want to hear it until the media paints the picture. You know, I, the, the thing that, I, that, I'm, that I'm most outraged about with, with the Trayvon Martin case is that this is going to change the way that a lot of women and a lot of people protect them themselves. This is somewhere somebody is going to not shoot this damn guy that's stalking them because they're looking at this this, this Trayvon Mark case going, you know, this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. I tell my wife just, hey, I said, look, baby, if you walk into a parking garage at night and you notice somebody following you and that same person get out of the car and get close to you, give them everything you got. That's right. Better to be judged by 12 than, I mean, judged by 12 than by 6. You better believe that. You better believe that. And ain't no race behind that. You keep your butt alive. Anyway, man, we could be talking about that all day. T Mont, thanks for calling in, man. I want to have you on the show real soon. I'll reach out. All right, brother, man. Be talking to you. All right, be blessed. T M O T of Georgia, folks. That's T Mont of Georgia. Uh, you know, the man speaks for himself, man. There's a whole lot he has going on. You can find him on Twitter, also at symbol T M O T O F G A. You can also find him. He's a viral sensation. If you don't know what viral is, figure it out. He's a viral sensation online. You can also find him on uh, Facebook. You can find him on YouTube. 
And uh, there's many, 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 many videos on YouTube where he goes back and forth with all different people, people of all different ethnic groups. The man just speaks what a lot of people are scared to say out loud. And, uh, you know, so do I. But, you know, so far, 2 million strong, 301,000 listeners out there. And, uh, you know, that's just that's that's just a drop in the bucket compared to some of these other networks out here and some of these other shows. But I'm going to keep on doing what I do because what I do, I believe, is right. I'm followed. I'm, I, everything that's in me is driven by Christ's principles alone, and I don't care who don't like that because that's my Lord and Savior, and that's what I'm going to do. It is what it is. You don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it. But one thing about it, it's real over here. Now, that's not to say I don't have flaws. We all have flaws. You might hear me curse. You might see me take a drink with somebody, and that's cool. I'm down with that. I'll drink wine socially. I'll drink a beer. Hell, I might even take a shot. But um, you never see me drunk. You won't see me staggering. You won't see me acting a fool. You'll never see me with my pants hanging halfway down so you can see the crack of my ass or you can see my underwear. You'll never see me acting out of order or acting out of place unless someone is acting out of orderly towards me. Understand that. Unless someone is disrespecting me or my family or those around me, and then I'll act up, and you ain't going to like that. But it is what it is. But you won't see me acting that way just out of pure ignorance. You'll always see me you'll always see me proper and in check, and I'm gonna be who I am anywhere I go. It is what it is. Not gonna be ignorant. I'm just a proud black man, I'm a proud black father, I'm a proud black husband, and these are the things that I believe. There's a lot of people that agree with me. There's a lot of people who don't agree with me, and that's cool. That's understandable. But like I said, it will not change me. Everything that's in me is driven by Christ principles alone, not you or your mama or your aunt, your brother, sister, or your cousin. By the way, got to let you guys know on May 8th, May 8th, remember that, that's your chance to vote. North Carolina has a marriage amendment, a proposal of a marriage amendment that the North North Carolina citizens have to vote in. All you North Carolinians out there, you guys have to vote on this marriage amendment. Do not be fooled. Do not be tricked. Don't believe the hype. We vote for the marriage amendment if we do not support homosexual marriage in North Carolina. I get it. I know the government shouldn't be in it, but guess what? They're already in marriage now. They're in the game of marriage now, and it is what it is. And I would much rather the citizens of North Carolina vote on it than it just be given to us by the by, by the establishment, and we have to live with it. So here's your chance to vote on it. If you want it, vote against the marriage amendment. If you agree that we should have homosexual marriage in North Carolina and it doesn't bother you and this is all good by you, so be it. This is when you vote against it. But if you don't believe that homosexual marriage should be in place and be legal in the state of North Carolina, you vote for the marriage amendment so we can amend our constitution and outcast that sinful bull crap that a lot of people are trying to slide by and make us believe that it should be right. The KRRP radio show will speak loud and clear on May 8th. I will vote for that amendment. I'm going to do a church roundup where I go around all these churches and try to undo what the NAACP of North Carolina has done, which is tricked all these people in North Carolina into making them believe that if they vote against the amendment, that it's the proper way of their religion. Yo, 
these people are, have bugged out, man. If, if this ain't the prime example of why you need to lead the Democrat Party, let me get on my political thing for a second. If this ain't the prime example of the games that they play and the foolery and the mockery that they do and the, and, and the, the, the tricks that they do to lie and deceive and to cheat us, I don't know what else is. I don't know what else is. This is no disrespect to all the local NAACP folks because y'all go hard. I love y'all to death. We can work together anytime. I'll come to your house. I'll come to your meeting. I'll come to your to to your uh, your, your local chapter uh, events or or whatever you want to do, man. I'll work with you guys. But Mr. William Barber, I can't rock with you, man. I can't rock with you because you're a liar and you're a deceitful manipulator. I said it here. I said it clear. You're a liar and you're a manipulator. And you play games according to party politics. And we don't do that on this side. You can call me what you want to call me, but I don't kiss the ass of no Republican. I don't kiss the ass of no Democrat. Pardon my language. God forgive me. God forgive me. You got to forgive me too, whether you like it or not. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I don't kiss the butt of any politicians. I stand for who is right and who has the best interest of their people. Only the best interest of their people. Some of them have to be, happen to be Republicans. Some of them happen to be Democrats. Not many that I've found. But let me tell you something. If you haven't noticed what's been going on in history, if you haven't been noticed what's been going on in your neighborhoods, if you don't see what we're headed for in the future, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, wake up, folks. You got to wake up. You got to open your eyes. You got to understand what's going on here. I got to go to a commercial because I didn't take one earlier. We had callers. Going to a commercial, I'll come back and close the show here in just a second. You're listening to the KIRP radio show, the number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States. We'll be right back. your trucking needs make sure you contact allen's trucking llc that's allen's trucking llc owner brian allen and ba welding incorporated for all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country make sure you contact allen's trucking llc out of winston-salem north carolina their number is 919-426-5455 again 919-426-5455 if you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time make sure you contact allen's Trucking LLC. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists. Then, vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers... 
scouts music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for Sound Chew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. Across America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Your home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Scientific tests prove when you drink Dr. Pepper slow, the 23 flavors taste even better. For me, slow always produces a hit. That's a for me. You know who it is without a doubt and hesitation. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's Paul Bunyan. Bunyan been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers, and even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. To the KIRP radio show, 10:58 p.m., folks, and the show is now coming to a close. I definitely want to give a B.I.G. 
a double B-I-G shout out, double B, double I, double G shout out to all my soldiers out there, all my members of the United States Armed Forces. B-I-G shout out to you guys, man. We love y'all, man. I really appreciate y'all rocking with us. Anywhere you see me, you're definitely good for a coffee, a meal, or whatever I got. Half of what I got, all of what I got. It is what it is. And, um, you know, we love you guys for what you do and what you've done. Bigger shout-out to my man Earl Phillip, who came through and held us down on the show, folks. Earl Phillip, check him out on Twitter, at symbol E-L Phillip. Um, Director of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, Mecklenburg County, North Kakalaki, holding it down. Um, Earl has about five organizations, folks. Hit him up. Let him know how you can help him. He also does United Veterans Foundation. And, um, you know, hit him up and let him know how you can help him out, man. Help a veteran. Give to a veteran. Shout out to Earl. Let him know you told him. You heard him on the Frederick Douglass. I'm sorry. You heard him on the KRB radio show. Pardon my voice tonight, man. Shout out to all the listeners out there. B.I.G. Shout out to everybody who came through the show. I appreciate you guys. One love. Shout out to all my Frederick Douglass Foundation members. If you listening to the show online, remember you can hit us up. 619-638-8559 to listen to the show live. Or you can log on. KIRPRadioshow.com. We're also on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show at symbol KIRP Radio Show on Twitter. There it is. One love. Thanks for making history with us tonight, folks. I appreciate you guys. You are B I G in my book. And yes, I do have love for you. Despite anybody else, I got love for you. Don't forget, May 8th is the day that we vote, baby. May 8th, I want you guys to vote for the marriage amendment. There it is. So help me God. I appreciate you guys, and I'm out. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands.